Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is show when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, here it is Monday, the 18th day of September, 2023. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey. Good morning right there. That is Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. There's Kyle in the other room. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Use that to get in on the text machine at any point in the next four hours. Our podcast, also the stream up on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, wherever you get your podcast. And on social media at Listen to the BS and on YouTube at The Bailey Show. So, uh, next hour, we'll do Generally Speaking. This week's prize up for grabs will be tickets to see Dirty Honey at the Ace of Spades. Uh, I love Dirty Honey. It's nice to see new young bands mm-hmm. contributing in a positive way to the rock genre so it doesn't die. Because it's on the verge of extinction, I believe. Yeah, it's like it comes in, comes in waves. It feels like every couple of years you're going, is Rock dead? And then, boom, you get hit with a dirty hunting. And they did the thing you said about the names. They have the the bad name and the good name merged together, Dirty Honey. You're start, like starting to believe me now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I am. The key, I the key to a great band name is a little bit of salty and a little mm-hmm. bit of sweet. Judas Priest. Right. Good, bad. Mm-hmm. Dirty Honey. That's perfect, dirty honey. <laughs> Smash mouth, right? Right. You know, you get a little, you get a little bit of, a little bit of both, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Sure, yeah. So, uh, we got those uh, dirty honey passes, courtesy of Live Nation. We'll give those away uh, closer to um, what eight o'clock, I guess. Actually, mm-hmm. eight o'clock. And then today is the day that starts out the code words for the trip for four to Hawaii at Disney's Awani Resort. It's very, very exciting. Right. Yeah, I came in, in my Disney gear. I wore the outfit that I got on the plane <laughs> with and my nuts so that I could recount all my stuff when I need to. Run that by me one more time. Yeah, so this is the outfit I wore to, <laughs> to the airport when I was going to Hawaii. Uh-huh. And these are my nuts I got um, when I got laid. Okay, so they laid you with nuts. Yes, they didn't, they didn't give you the flower lays like when you get Why there. not? I don't know. It was different. It was different for us. We got laid at the um, luau. The, so you didn't, you don't get laid when you get off the plane? No, you don't. Like in the I movies? Guess, mm-hmm. I guess that's just the movie. Were you expecting that? I was. I w- or like when you get to the resort or mm-hmm. when you get when the car picks you up? I thought somebody was going to come. People just land delay, people all the time. Give me a drink, say <laughs> right. welcome to Hawaii. Right. But no. Yeah. And that's your Disney outfit. because it's my Disney outfit. It has nothing to do with Disney. It's just you purchase this to go on to your Disney trip. Yeah, I wanted to be cute on the plane and stuff when I got off and stuff. Well, I I appreciate admire you. Thank you. Thinking about dressing the same way you dressed mm-hmm. when you went on your visit right. to Disney's Alani Resort today, as we start this contest, <laughs> I would I hope you'd appreciate that. I, actually, I do. Yeah. I, I really, I really. <laughs> me personally, I would have, I would have forgotten. But you, that not you. I'm saying me. If it were me, yeah, I would have right. forgotten. But I, I, I can appreciate that actually. Thank you. For some reason, deep down inside, I feel like I should talk more about. It. It's like I don't know why that impresses me. But it does. 
<laughs> and to the audience that can't see you, they don't care. Uh-uh. I would hope it's on you, my Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you do some social media. Yeah, we'll, I'll be putting up some posts today. I would suggest that you point out in the pictures that this is the exact yeah, same outfit. Yeah, I will, for sure. Is that the hair that took you all day on Saturday? To This is. The fake hair that you took all day? Saturday? 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. That I don't understand. Wow. Well, it happens. Yeah. I'm not bashing. I just don't understand it. Why it takes so long? Because it's no. a long process. <laughs> it's kind of an oxymoron. You went all day to the hair person uh-huh. to do your hair, but you wear wigs. Mm-hmm. This is not a wig. This is a weave. That's a weave, yeah. It's a, well, a weave takes longer. It's a weave. But a it's, wig would have been faster. But none of that hair that I'm looking at, the purple and all the colors, none of that is yours. No. no. I learned a long time ago you don't say that to a black woman. <laughs> Because it is her hair. It's just not hair she grew. Right. I purchased it. Now, that really doesn't it. make any sense. Oh, I made the mistake one time of asking a woman, so that's not your hair. She goes, the hell it's not. <laughs> for what she paid for it, that's her hair. <laughs> but that's not her real. I mean, this is, just, is this it's like not a. not growing out of my roots. Is this like a scalp? trans conversation well, that I'm we have to saying, get into? She's very uh, forgiving and she's very uh, generous. With the way she reacts, because you get smacked in your mouth for asking that or saying it. I dare someone. <laughs> I, I don't know, Juanita. She was a big woman. She could, she could t- tussle. You, you're you're trying to tell me, Nelson, that someone is going to argue with me if I make an innocent remark, not not malicious, mm-hmm. about fake hair not being their real hair. Yeah, she was crazy oh, absolutely. though. Absolutely. Yeah, she was absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. That makes. Zero sense. People get very offended. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe it does make sense. Is it <laughs> like I'm fair with me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that like an amputee that's got a fake leg and you don't say that's not their leg? Exactly. Okay. You know what? I stand corrected. I get it now. Yep. I think the word Look they that. use is. I've never heard it put poof. that way, but that makes a lot of sense. Does yeah. that not make a lot yes. of sense? A breast job, a boob job. Uh-huh. Fake breasts, mm-hmm. but they're the woman's breasts. They are, yes. You would not say, those, I mean, you would jokingly, yeah. but you would not approach a woman and say, oh, there's you and someone else's breasts. Exactly. I get <laughs> there it There you go. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't need any of y'all's help. He I got it. He taught. <laughs> I didn't need any of y'all's help. <laughs> I learned, you got it. I learned it on my own. You did. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's so early, too. It is. Who knows? I might learn something else by 10 a.m. <laughs> I didn't even know I had it Never in me. Never know. I didn't even know I had it in me. So anyway, back to the uh, really big contest. I don't know. I got sidetracked here. So uh, this is what you're listening to. This is going on for the next couple weeks. So you have to be listening to 98 Rock. This is a local contest. You're not in competition with someone in Michigan. All Ooh. right? This is all about Sacramento. 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5. At those times, give or take. And it doesn't necessarily, I mean, you can be a minute off, a minute. It's not one of those things where, you like have to text in immediately because we're going to find a winner, uh, a winner immediately. When you get those code words as soon as possible, right? You need to go to the ninety eight Rock website, which is krxq.net, krxq.net, right there on the homepage. Very simple; it'll walk you through it, and then yep. you just put whatever tropical code word that mm-hmm. we give you. Again, seven nine eleven one three and five. Numerous opportunities throughout the day in order to just be a part of it. Right. right? Absolutely. You, if you win, when you win, round trip Southwest Airlines coach airfare for four to Honolulu, a voucher for four round trip ground transportation, room accommodations. This is for four nights. Yep. Four nights at the Disney's Alani Resort, and then a $200 resort credit that you can use 
on the many amenities that this beautiful resort has to offer. Absolutely. Like, this is the prize amongst prizes. It is, because there's a lot of neat things that you get to do there, and having that credit to help you is also going to come in handy. Yeah, this is nice. It's, uh, I could use this. <laughs> you can, because when you plan. <laughs> like, I, I woke up this morning, you know, there are some days I wake up, and I wish I had. I wish I were lazy. I wish to God I were lazy. I've never had that characteristic about me, and it's one of my biggest flaws. Is I wish I've worked with so many people in this business that fall upwards, and it's like they fall up the stairs. Yeah, and it's amazing that laziness gets people so far. And so I'm always the worker bee, you know, always working a little bit more, doing a little bit. And you know, the teacher's pet almost, you know, right. Hasn't got me anywhere, you know. So <laughs> hasn't got them anywhere. So so I wake up some mornings like this morning. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna take today off. Like I just want to do that one day. I just want to, but I can't lie. That, that's my other problem. Now you're is, not Pinocchio. I can't tell lies because it's like you have. There's so much, especially now with social media. There's so much that goes into taking a day off of work lying to take a day off work like you have to post a picture mm-hmm. you have to act like you're sick you have to do little teases on my way to the clinic you know i yep. mean it's like an all you can't even enjoy your day off no because you, you have to prep the world to production yeah that you're sick when yeah. you're not really sick might as well go to work and the oversell is always wrong Yes. The people that oversell, like, if you post five times that you're sick in one day. You're not sick. <laughs> you're not you sick. You somewhere laying down, right. sleeping, medicated. Yeah, exactly. Not on social media. Right. But they, your, the bosses, they look for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'll ask, well, you know, I'm surprised you didn't, well, why would I post? I was just really sick. I didn't feel well and stuff. Well, you posted literally the other day that the paint was dry. I mean, if you're posting <laughs> about the paint being dry, one would think that you would post that. What did you have? 24-hour COVID? Is that what you said you had? <laughs> yeah. It's this new variant. <laughs> it comes and goes pretty quickly. It's the hot stuff. <laughs> it's the hot stuff. So, But anyway, I was thinking about this because I knew we were, you were starting to give us away, and I was like, just maybe a long weekend. Maybe a long weekend. <laughs> well, to your credit, and you, you, you needed this. If you land on that resort, you're going to instantly feel better. Oh, I, I instantly. Uh, hence this conversation. Yes, I know. Absolutely. Well, I don't doubt it. Stop, <laughs> yeah. stop rubbing salt in the wound. It's, no, I'm just telling him. He said he needed it, and I'm giving a synopsis. It's, you're going to feel great when you land. Well, that's the only reason I took this job is because I'm closer to Hawaii. Oh, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> I, w- I wasn't, my wife and daughter want to go to Hawaii so bad. I mean, so do I. We've just never been. We've always mm-hmm. been a Caribbean family, right? right? Because it's closer. Right. And so I was like, I'm not getting on a plane for, you know, I'm, I'm not going down. I'm not going up. I'm. I, I don't do well. It's too long, too much travel. I'm not in. Right. You know, you see people on the East Coast go to Hawaii for their uh, honeymoon and stuff. They spend two weeks there. Because well, you, know, you have to. Because you have to. Make it the worth it. The travel is so long. People here on the West Coast go to Hawaii for a weekend. Because mm-hmm. it's a. Five-hour foot flight. A threesome, right? So it's five. It's always five? Well, because of the time change. So I thought it was three because of the way it looked on my ticket. Oh, gotcha. Not realizing there's a time change, so it's really five. Well, five, that's that's long, too. That's, but, I mean, you yeah, can that do is. that now because that's what we have to do back and forth to Atlanta. Five. Well, yeah, but unfortunately, I, I know. but when you don't. put it like that, now it makes it why you seem so far away. I know. She just ruined my whole thing. No, I didn't. Double not. down. I'm, I'm quitting. Moving back. Nothing. This guy's done. <laughs> Plan sucked. 
All because I was believing Nikki D and her tickets. No. Just she got her time wrong. Two hours is the game changer. Yeah, just look at the tickets. Don't don't worry about the time. Don't worry about the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your anyway. tickets will say three. So, um, yeah, wouldn't mind going to Hawaii. But anyway, that's the whole reason I moved down here is because it was closer to Hawaii. And I'm sure you all will be going soon. Well, I'm waiting for 7 o'clock for the guy on the radio to give the code word. <laughs> you can't <laughs> You're the guy on the radio. <laughs> Hey, can we all make a prompt? Can like pinky swear, hands up. If Buck Wagon Cover wins, can we all just be cool about it and keep it on the DL, please? Hey, I don't know anything. Thank you. My lips are sealed. You know, if we had this promo that's running and it's congratulations to Roseville's Buck Wagon Cover for winning the Disney Alani Resort contest, everybody just be cool. All right, just be cool. All right, 916-909-0985. I'm 48 years of age. I've done a few things in my life. I feel that I'm one of those guys that's not great at something but decent at most. But there is one thing, and this weekend my family made it a point, whether on purpose or not, to point out that I will never, ever, ever be able to do. As they laughed at me, they shunned me, they embarrassed me, they no longer live at my house, but oh, no. no. I'll tell you oh, what no. that. I'll tell you what that was here in a minute. Hang on. Hope you had a great weekend. I uh, will tell you my weekends are pretty boring, I guess, to most people. I mean, I'm not out there partying like I used to, but I do get excited for hitting up the swap meet on Saturday. I was about to say that's definitely not boring. You you have a lot of adventures. That's what I like to call what you do. It's going to the swap meets an adventure. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this, this swap meet uh, visit was different than our first time going because we learned that you have to take a buggy. Right. So we got the big beach cruising buggy. Did you find any new cool like rubs or sauces and stuff? No, that was a, a peach festival that we went to. The the swap meet is more fruit. Fruit. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, I I didn't know we liked fruit so much. <laughs> I didn't know my wife liked fruit so much. She and freezes it. She, she does. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. She sure does. <laughs> she showed me all her things, how she does it all up. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. And then, then that exciting to come over to our house and look through my <laughs> yeah. wife's frozen fruit. Mm-hmm. That's how we party at the Bailey house. Let me tell you. We got back, and that whole island in the middle of the kitchen filled with fruit. I can believe that, for sure. She was asking me, do you want that fruit? I was like, I I, I don't need that fruit. I know, but we should probably get... I mean, there were fruit that I'd never even heard of before at this place. (laughs) They're going to be in your bowls, you'll see. There was a giant fruit with spikes on it. Do you want that? No, it looks dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous, and it stinks. It's that pink one. Isn't that the dragon fruit? No. No, it's durian. No, if you say it, I'll know what it's called. Oh, hold on. But it, it's anyway, we never. So that was Saturday. That was a blast and whatever. And then Saturday night, we were like, uh, was this Friday night or Saturday? Night? One of the two. You know, my daughter doesn't have many friends here. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just didn't want her hanging out by herself. And you know, she's missing her friends back east and all that stuff. So uh, we were like, because we were going to go to Sky River on oh, one of those nights. Of course you guys were. <clears throat> well, Y'all are on fire. We got, we got nothing else. <laughs> And you're right. We are on fire. You guys are on fire. I want to go myself. So, uh, we're, you know, she she her she was supposed to go out with somebody and, and something happened. So, like, well, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go eat? And, you know, what do you want to do? She mm-hmm. goes, I want to go to Top Golf. Now, I'm not a golfer. <clears throat> I've played a couple times. Which surprises <clears throat> me. 
Why? Just It seems like it'd be right up your alley. You know a lot of people that do golf. You are athletic. A lot of people like golf as a leisure activity when they are athletic. And I don't want to crap on golf, mm-hmm. okay, because I don't know the sport. I know the sport. Look, mm-hmm. Growing up, it was either I had to pick either tennis or golf. The two hated each other. So I picked tennis because I like to run around and sure. be active and all that stuff. Golf is so much a better sport to network, relax. I think that golf is like the go-to for guys to get out of the house. Absolutely. Oh, for sure, because for it's hours. a long time. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get out of the house. No, you don't. I like my house, <laughs> and I like being around my family. So, I mean, my wife could, well, I'll get to that. So we go to Topgolf. I've never been to Topgolf before. I mean, I, I know of it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've heard about it. But I've never actually been. I there's, love Topgolf. There's no reason for me to go because I don't play golf. And my daughter. I don't either. But that's, my daughter explained, you don't have to play. It's just fun to go. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. fun. Socialize. I think the first time I went, I only swung the club like three times the whole time I was there. So you get some drinks, you get some mm-hmm. food, and they now the way they have this thing set up, and I'm assuming it's like this across the board since it's a it's, it's a chain, right? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely brilliant, a brilliant. And I know I'm telling probably everybody what they already know, but this was my first experience. It's a brilliant business model, as far as you know. It's quick pay. You're not waiting in lines. You get up to your little booth area. Mm-hmm. You do your thing. You no one really needs to help you other than drinks and food. Right. And you're in your own little bubble. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I'm very competitive, but I'm like, oh, oh no, it's my wife and my daughter. I, mean, <laughs> like, I can beat them. Like I, I need some competition here, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, I've said this before. I didn't think it was this bad. I can't hit a ball that's standing still. Yeah, wow. Me either. I can't hit it. I have several videos of me attempting to try to hit that ball at Top Golf, and it's just like whoop. That's not fun. Oh well, it's not my thing. It was fun. Not trying. hitting. Try, it was fun tr- for two hours. <laughs> Look, I kept trying. I, well, I only swung it a few times. I tried, didn't get it. Tried, didn't get it. And then my last attempt, I hit it, and then it was good. Well, I'm you done. you pay for two hours, mm-hmm. and it's not the cheapest night. No. And so I'm out there. I, I can't hit the. I lost both times we played. Dang, so Both you never them. even oh, got no. your mojo. The, no. You just suck. The mojo, yeah. The, well, that's what my <laughs> wife said. Yeah. You suck. Oh, I bet she gloated, too. Oh, she, she did. did. She rubbed oh. it in my, like, I, I, I slept outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're competitive, so I know you were pissed because you were so mad that you couldn't get up on that board when we were out at the, the lake. I know you was mad swinging that golf club. Well, I, I need to find a golf pro. I just Nelson. want. I just no. I'm no pro. I just want to hit the ball, like that's all I want to do. How you gonna say you're no pro? You own golf stuff and you go play golf. I know, but he wants somebody. For one, is he gonna take direction from me? No. I own a gun. That doesn't make me a pro f- a marksman. Right. I can hit a golf ball. I'm yes. gonna say I'm sure he can hit a golf ball though if he's a golfer. Yeah, I need somebody like to teach me the basics. <laughs> I need some. I mean, literally the ba- Like I know. I'm an idiot. Here's the deal. All you got to do is go out with some guys, and they can't, as soon as they find a newbie, they all can't help themselves. They're going to tell you, well, square it up. Keep your head down. It's like, dude, I get it, man. And see, this is the thing. This is what I know about sports. It's not about how strong you are, how big you are, how even much in shape you are, how much you work out, or how much you trade. It's all about form. Mm -hmm. Same with tennis. You know, you can hit the hardest forehand, the hardest serve in the world, 
you don't have to be a big guy. <clears throat> Most of those tennis guys aren't big guys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's all form and timing. Every sport's about hips. I couldn't figure it out. I, that that For two hours, okay, I think you hit 18 balls each or something like that. Okay. So for 36 balls, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. Mm. And I remember in college, I would go and, and play golf with my roommate and his father in Lancaster, South Carolina. And the one thing that I remember them teaching me was just keep your eye on the writing on the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's always been my problem is I take my eye off the ball. Sure. So oh. then you swing up and you top the ball. Yes. Okay. So I started doing that. And I started getting better. I still couldn't hit the ball. I mean, I could hit it every well, once I in a while. I you didn't hit the ball one time. I find well, that hard to believe. I, I hit it every, you know, every, it went that way and it, blah, 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 you know. I had like two decent shots, but I never hit the sweet spot. Not once did I hit the sweet oh, spot. That one shot that's like, oh, okay, I could do this. And you I've hit 50 points. And I've hit the sweet spot before on a golf ball. I know what it feels like. I couldn't do it. I'm like, these clubs are broke. Mm. It did must play, be the clubs. Did you play baseball? I know you played football, but were you a baseball player too? Yeah, I played baseball. There's supposed to be a correlation between a baseball swing and a golf swing. Hand eye coordination. Well, just like even the way you move your body, you're supposed to be able to. I just got this from guys who played collegiate ball, and they said it's a very similar swing. It's swing mechanics are similar. This so is you, this is why when people ask me to go out, like in the business world, I'm like mm-hmm. why don't you come out and play some? Like my neighbor, why don't you come out and play some? No, no, I'm not. You should. That no. way you'll get practice. No, because you they, once you get out there, mm-hmm. they get irritated with you because you don't know how to play. And then I'll get frustrated. Like, I got frustrated. I didn't even finish the game. I quit. I said, I'm done. I quit. Oh, I quit. my gosh. I quit. I, did, I, ten, I had 12 minutes left in my session. It's just for fun. You got to put that in your mind. It's just fun. Nobody cares. We could no. play a little par three course. No. It's it's serious with me. Nine holes. It's very competitive. I'm going to go out there one day with Nelson. I really just want to drive the golf cart around, but I'll swing. Are well, you going to bedazzle it like you did your Honda yes. Accord? No, because it's their golf cart. I'm just going to drive it. And I'm going to buy me a tennis outfit. <laughs> But, I mean, by, a golf outfit. By the by time you get to the 18th hole, the damn thing's got pink, fake diamonds. <laughs> oh, <color>. yeah. <laughs> if I had my own, that's a different story. <laughs> Starts rolling into the clubhouse. <laughs> when do we get subwoofer? Gonna <laughs> have that base, baby. <laughs> oh, here's Nikki D. <laughs> Throwing in the golf course. <laughs> No longer that lady can come back. No more. All right, first round of headlines. What do you got? I want to tell you how California is cracking down on crime and why a plane took off with no luggage. All right, two big stories from today. Getting you learned here. Your first round of headlines in just a minute or so. Give us a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. First round of headlines, thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. They got the best price. They got the best service, and that is all guaranteed. That's no BS, Nikki D. Stealing in Cali won't be so easy anymore. H1. One challenge that we face in my office uh, has been that as crime trends change over time, our staffing often does not. And that can make it very difficult to address these trends uh, most effectively over the years. 
California is now going to spend $267 million, this is coming from KCRA, to help local law enforcement agencies increase patrols, buy surveillance equipment, and conduct other activities that's aimed at cracking down on all these smash-and-grab robberies that's been happening around the state. They're going to give a grant out to 55 different agencies for them to disperse this money, and they're putting more people out on the streets. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because... Does that money buy time? Let me like th- that's part of the the issues with some of these places. It's not just California that have gotten away from you know these types of robberies, mm-hmm. and until it gets to the point where it's gotten to now. But uh, I mean, we saw this in Atlanta too with a very prominent place called Buckhead, right? Where they were like, you know, we just don't have the manpower. Mm-hmm. So two hundred sixty-two million dollars is great, and that's awesome, and it sounds good, and it looks good on the news, but it doesn't buy time. You know, there's still other robberies that are going to take precedence over these types of robberies. Right. When, you know, look, I'm just a guy on the radio. What do I know? You know, I'm, I'm an idiot, not for nothing. But you have to change that law that says that you just get a slap on the wrist for X amount. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, start there. Absolutely. I agree with that. It, you know, it, if you look at the history of times like these when people go, go all, you know, ape crazy. <laughs> Inflation has a lot to do with it. Recession type of world that we live in has a lot to do with it. The upping of prices, the your salaries don't match. What's Absolutely. the point of me getting a job mm-hmm. if I'm working 40 plus hours a week? The ethics and mor- morals of our society have gone out the window. Right. So now it's just uh, survival mode. You know, not to give these people a pass, because if you know anything about me, I do not do that. Not at all. But you you have to strike fear in people like this and say, you know, that one lady, what was the story? She went in, she got popped for stealing at Target. She walks out. the police he couldn't arrest her. And said, hey, look, well, you can arrest me or whatever. That's fine. But nothing's going to happen. And she's right. You know, so if you make it a strict policy, which they're eventually going to have to change and say, hey, look, you can get five years and a quarter of a million dollar fine. And if you can't pay the fine, then you're going to have to spend more time in jail. All that does is just add to people in jail. So the real criminals don't now have a cot. Absolutely. So, so I don't that's know, another problem. I don't know who's running this joint, but I mean, I'm an idiot and I can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doesn't, that, doesn't that infuriate you like common sense when it prevails and we're nobodies and we have no juice whatsoever mm-hmm. and people are just doing silly things? Well, I feel they're t- they're taking a step forward. They think they're doing something about it with this new bill that they're passing. So I that mean, is we'll a me- that is a media mark move, you know, where it's like, look at us. This is what we're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when you could save two hundred and sixty-two million dollars just by changing the laws. But I wonder why they aren't changing the laws. I, I, there's something I'm missing with the law changing. Because you have too many pacifists. You have too many people that are pacifists that are in places that are you know that. Give me a hug. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's True what that. you have. That's the problem. All right. Second story. Flying is getting so crazy that taking buses is looking more appealing. H2. Losing your luggage is a huge hassle. Sun Country Airlines inconvenienced a flight full of people when a plane headed to Las Vegas took off without any luggage on board. And I didn't know that this was a thing <laughs> that flights will leave without your luggage. I thought this was an isolated incident until I pulled that audio and it happened right here in Vegas. Well, recently this happened again in Switzerland. A flight was going um, from Switzerland to Spain. And because they didn't have any people to work, 
They just left without anyone's luggage. They didn't tell them they were leaving. They didn't have workers, and they pulled off. The people had, some people got their luggage the next day, two days after, and there's still people who have no luggage, and they're giving no explanations. They're not giving people credits. They're just like, we had to do what we had to do because nobody was working. We live in Sacramento. I know where we live. Right here. Right here in Las Vegas. No, I'm saying this all, right here, meaning in the United States, because this happened in Switzerland. Oh, this is one of those things we have to figure out. Mm-hmm. Not what she said. We just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's You got it. In context, later on, once once she moved on to Switzerland, I go, yeah. maybe she means right, right here. here. Maybe. In the but in the moment, no. Because I, <laughs> I thought that we caught eyes. We did. We did catch eyes? Yeah, and then because I was like. I always want to catch eyes and like, ooh, we got her. Well, it's just right here. It's not about gotcha. It's just about holding everybody accountable. That's the show. We hold Ooh, each other accountable. Look right? at that. I like that. I don't like that coming from Nelson, but it's okay. I'll have my chance to hold him accountable soon. Oh, my God. Hey, Bill, did you put the luggage on? <laughs> <laughs> no. Fred, I thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how we do it right here in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bill, they did it in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going back to the uh, the two hundred sixty two million dollars. Uh-huh. The other problem is nobody wants to be a cop anymore. You know, no. that's that's a job that you know they they you see law enforcement agencies across the country that are begging. You see our military, the commercials are begging because nobody wants to do it anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, for you know whatever reason you don't want to do it. There's another occupation that they're getting burned out and they're quitting on the spot. And uh, I'll tell you what that is in that story, and we can discuss other dying jobs. Maybe you work in a profession where you're like, we used to have 20, now we have me. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Also, your first code word for you to win this amazing trip to Disney's Alania Resort. So pay attention and give you the code word and all the details what to do with it when we get back. Hang on. 98 Rock. Sending you to a tropical paradise at Disney's Alani Resort. Ooh, I like that music. I do too. Get she in the mood with the first code word. Very exciting. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. And there's Nelson. I cannot tell you how awesome of a promotion this is just for you, my friends, here in Sacramento. Thanks to Disney and uh, Disney's Alani Resort, which Nikki can attest. Yes. It is heaven on earth. It is. There's so many things to do. When you get there, it smells tropical. <laughs> so we will be giving you code words each and every weekday for the next couple weeks, 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5. And no rush, but there's a rush, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, don't wait like five hours or a day to put the code word up. Put it up as fast as you can. Uh, but I'm just saying that's why I haven't got to it right away. Right, away. right, because right, it's not going to work. Because people call me every time we do no. this and they say, my word's not working, it's too late. All right, mm-hmm. so here's the, the first code word for this amazing trip. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. And you're going to take this code word, you're going to go to krxq.net. Krxq.net, it is aloha. Aloha. A-L-O-H-A, aloha. That means hi in Hawaiian. There you go. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> So you take that code word, you go to krxq.net, like now, okay, now that you got it, mm-hmm. and get yourself entered to win round-trip airfare, thanks to Southwest Airlines, for four to Honolulu, a voucher for four, ground transportation, room accommodations, obviously all four can stay. Uh, this is four nights at Disney's Elani Resort, and a $200 resort credit 
which you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. The amenities, the spa, the... Gift shops. You can have it go towards your luau fee. Excursions. Excursions, absolutely. I mean, doing up. And that's just for putting up with us here at 98 Rock. That's a great... <laughs> that's all you got to do. Like, put up with us for a couple of weeks so you can win, and then you can do whatever you want. Uh, carexq.net, aloha, is the code word. We'll have another one for you at 9. And then, like I said, later on down the road, 11, 1, 3, and 5. So it's very important that everybody's on the same page because I'm very excited for you to win this. I, re- I really, really am. Okay. Aloha, aloha, aloha. Aloha, aloha. Aloha, aloha, aloha. aloha. You're going to hear that dancing. the entire time you're there. Can you name jobs, occupations, professions that are dying? Uh, when I mean dying, uh, well, yeah, I guess it could be taken both ways. It could be taken like they're going extinct. Yep, they're not around anymore. People aren't using them. Right, or nobody wants to do them anymore. There's no fanfare like there used to be. I mean, me growing up, again, I'm 48 growing up, it was still the day and age where you wanted to be a cop, you wanted to be a fireman, you wanted to be a first responder. Mm-hmm. Um, military was still a thing, not like our our parents or, or their parents, mm-hmm. but military was still a thing, it just was. especially growing up in a 9 11 era. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So the reason I bring this up is I was reading this article of talking about flight attendants and how they're so burned out, they're quitting. And the reasons why they're quitting, now think about how much of an issue this can be. Mm-hmm. If you think air travel's bad right now, and I think one of you guys have, has already experienced this, that the flight couldn't take off because they didn't have enough crew. Me. Yeah, it was you, yeah. right? Well, it, it wasn't that we didn't have enough crew. It was that the weather was bad, so we had to keep getting on and off the plane. Right. Well, maybe it wasn't you, but I know people that have not been able to board planes mm-hmm. take off because the crew just didn't show up. Oh, that was a friend of ours when they got stuck um, all those days. I think they might have been in Vegas or somewhere like that, Colorado, trying to come back home. That's what it was. Steve. Yep. Yeah. Steve McCall. That's what it happened. There it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it was, it, it was, the, nobody was there. Mm-hmm. Nobody showed up to work. Nobody showed up to work. Uh, and they interviewed uh, different uh, flight attendants and stuff, and there's like some days we're working 12, 15 hours a day, so we're tired. And then some days we're expected to come to work the next day again with those same long hours, delays, and everything. And if you're, you know, you've got a family back home, and your kid's birthday's the next day, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you've got to get back to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right? and you've got a layover in Salt Lake City, Utah, Mm-hmm. Uh, that sucks. And they're not getting yeah. paid those hours that they're delayed. They're only paid from the time the engine starts to so when it stops. So flight Is that attendants real? are, yep, that's for real. Whoa. They're just as frustrated as we are with the delays because they're on a clock, but they're not getting paid. Uh, once the door of the aircraft is closed, we're powerless. So we can go illegal while we're in the middle of working a sequence if we're still on the plane. I'm assuming the flight attendant world is kind of like the truck driving world. Even mm-hmm. though th- that's a little bit more, I think, policed because I think there's technology in the truck that won't allow them to. Right. It there shuts is down. now. Yes. It yeah. shuts down. Right. It shuts down. They won't. Mm-hmm. They, they can only drive so many hours. Yep. Um, and I don't know if the, you know, like I have so mad respect for truck drivers. I really, really do. I, I, I think people got a dose of how important they are to us during the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. People are helping them unload when they were pulling up the stores during the pandemic. You know, they, they, were, they were looked at as like, oh, you dummy, you just drive a truck. That ain't easy. Nope. And that's how your stuff gets from point A to point B. It's like 80 to 85 percent of all goods will be transported on a semi. Right. Uh, I just saw a buddy, uh, not buddy, an old acquaintance of mine who was in this business. I think he's driving trucks now. 
Well, you know, my my old co-host for the podcast, he went back to driving trucks. Oh, that's right. Madison. Yeah, man. Yeah. He went back and got in that truck. Yeah. Because it it's good money. <laughs> it's great money, and he wasn't making much doing nails. And if you're single especially. Mm-hmm. No like, kids, no nothing. Yeah. Got uh, back in the truck. I, I, I could not do that job just because those twisty twirlies on the road. I couldn't do the job Miserable. because I don't like being in the car long periods of time. I'm just not in, into that anymore. When I was younger, I could ride all day. I can't anymore. Can you imagine going through those hills? To no. Tahoe with a no. semi truck, it's not happening. And they're hauling. Yeah, and then you gotta you gotta back it up, or you get stuff. No, God bless you guys. <laughs> I could not do it. I almost didn't get here trying to back up the moving truck that I had. So there's be no way I could move a. Semi-truck. Yeah, I can't even back up a trailer. No, God, no. it started out the show. I can't play golf, and I can't back up a trailer. <laughs> well, to your I'm worthless. Credit. Nelson, you can barely back your car up now with okay. nothing on it. Okay. I'm just saying. So you're just a bad driver all around. That's what she says. Yeah. Me His too. His front end is falling off. He's a horrible driver. He's an aggressive driver. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He drives with one hand, phone in the other one, and you just see his truck like, it always, when I'm behind him on the highway, I'm like, his truck's going to turn over any minute now. I, I think Nelson's still stuck in that he's got a, he's trying to look cool. <laughs> You know what I mean? I've ever looked cool. You know, like that high school kind of, I got to have the windows. Like, none of that until you pull into the school. Right? The the music's normal. The windows right. are up. Every Sunglasses, maybe. But it's not until you actually pull into the school that the window goes halfway down. You turn the music up. You scoot down in your seat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you have to have your A-game song. Right. Because you get one shot. Everybody to see and hear you. That four minutes and 41 seconds is going to take you from the entrance to the school to your parking spot with the door open and for you to get the stuff out. Absolutely. (laughs) So you better get it in good. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We're at the light. It's going to turn green now. Okay. There we go. Okay. And we're going. I'm going to speed up just a little bit so I can go over that first bump into the school. You want to be in the parking lot when it hits. You know, there's nothing wrong with playing the drums on my steering wheel. <laughs> oh, my God. What's up, Miss McKinster? <laughs> I can't hear you because I get high, get high on speed. <laughs> 916-909-0985. Can you think of any other professions? How about the person that processes photos in the stores? You don't see them anymore hardly well, at all. That's gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they exist. They just do other things because you now have to go to Walgreens or CVS and they process the photos. But there you can't now. get a, You can't take a, like a disposable camera in and get it done. They mail it in and then they bring, send it back. Oh, yeah, it's not like mm-hmm. that. I, I, yeah, they don't have a dark room at Walgreens. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, they don't have the turnaround anymore like they <laughs> used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you got to send those out. Yes. Yep, you have to send but them the out. digital photos, I yeah, mean, you that's, get those. Those just come off a printer. Right, they just hit print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those you can get the same day. But aren't they just using the same person as the cashier? They used to have yes. a dedicated person that only did that job. Yes. Yeah, but you're going way back to the photo mat in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that job's been done for, for a while. God, I remember. I rem- I remember the last one I saw was probably 99, and I remember it died. You know, it was the next day it was gone, and I hadn't seen one since. So those have been gone for, you know, over 20 years. Well, how about the job of people that would take tickets and tolls and, and things like that? Now everything's electronic. Even leaving uh, the airport, 
you can't pay cash to get out of the airport anymore. You know, I thought it's funny you say that. Nelson. I thought about that the other day. We uh, were going through a toll. I think we're actually going to Tahoe. There's a toll. Mm-hmm. And so you slow down because it doesn't say unmanned no. or anything. No, nope. no, we went through that. When we went to the concert. So you slow down and then people behind you get mad at you. And stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, I'm like, where do toll booth workers go? Oh, like, what do you do? How do you parlay that into another job? I don't know, because I don't know. What... This isn't a dig to them. I'm just no. saying, you know, if somebody's in that industry, I'm assuming it's some it's an older individual. They've been doing it for a very long time. Right. They still got gas in the tank. They still want to work. I'm also assuming not a big networking profession. So where do you go and say, yeah, the last 30 years of my life, I've been operating a toll booth. That's why I'd be perfect for this job. Is that a state job, though, working in a toll booth? I have no idea. I'm probably. You would think. I would think if that's a state job, maybe they give them placement in another building doing a different state job. Because you know the jobs that are becoming extinct, they're become some of them are becoming extinct because uh, more tech savvy type jobs. You know, sure. cab driver to Uber. Um, uh, what's the it? taxi drivers becoming extinct too? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ta- mm-hmm. Cab drivers, yeah, cab drivers to Ubers, um, uh, travel agents. Right. You know, do it yourself. Everything's do it yourself. Yep. You know, so it's uh, there's no need for those those jobs anymore. But then there's those jobs that are dying. And I don't, again, when I say dying, like in law enforcement, the, obviously the job's never going to die, die. But there's not as many people excited to become yeah. cops as there used to be. Unfortunately, we had that run the last couple years where every cop and all law enforcement got a bad name because of, you know, a handful of really bad Cops that were horrible at their jobs, you know, and everybody just thought that's the whole industry, which is not right. You know, the same people that bitch about law enforcement are the same ones that are bitching at law enforcement when they need to get them at their house to help them. Mm. Right. Makes sense. It's always like that. You know, it's it's, uh, it's stupid to fund them, take away their money. Oh, by the way, I need help right now. <laughs> There's a guy breaking into my house. Sorry, buddy. You're the one that trashed us. No mm-hmm. longer need it. Uh, first, of, uh, first offenders, first um, responders. I would assume that that's not a dying job. Declining, possibly. But well, declining because nobody wants to do it. COVID burned out a lot of the medical profession. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You. That's why it's hard for us to get these appointments now, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doctors. <laughs> that's why it's hard for us to get the appointments. Like, who doesn't want to be a doctor? <laughs> right. Like, if you're smart enough and you got the cash to go to school. Mm-hmm. Burnt out. Why would you not want to be a doctor? I waited in that ER for six hours, only to be told uh, that they still are not going to help me because they didn't have a doctor. Absolutely. And I asked, why don't you have a doctor? It's a hospital. They responded, everything's COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, still. Like, well, the pandemic, you know, doctors, what does that mean? <laughs> they don't know. Aren't we past that? Didn't they come back to work? <laughs> are they working from home? Can I call them? Right. I'll go to their house. How about right. that? But you can. Those teledocs work so fast, they come on the phone instantly. I agree, but I don't trust them. <laughs> I had a teledoc appointment. I swear to God, this kid, maybe eighth grade. Maybe. <laughs> he was a prodigy, don't get me wrong. Very smart and very friendly. But I like, you know, when you go on that, you go on a pace, uh, you know, go online and you pick a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, you stereotype your profile. Yeah. You're like, well, first and foremost, I'd like a doctor. You know, you either take a doctor that you cannot pronounce their name mm-hmm. because you know they're real smart. Yes. Or you take a doctor that, you know, just had just your preference. Right. But it, they don't give ages. 
I guarantee if people could pick an age, they would pick an age of an older doctor. 45 and up. Yep. Yes. Because yeah. you feel like they have more knowledge, wisdom, they've done it sure. a long time. Absolutely. You also want your doctor to feel like he's older than you or she. Right. Well, mine did not. We, no, there's no way. He had to go because it was time for recess. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pick up the call the next day <laughs> during nap time. He was actually talking to me on a carpet square. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 916-909-0985. You want to continue this conversation? If not, we'll move on to uh, Nikki's weekend and where she allegedly... It's not alleged. ...was hit on. Mm. You know, <laughs> but she's not very happy in where it happened. She feels that it was a little possibly inappropriate. It was very inappropriate. So I'll tell you that story here in a minute. You know, it's funny when a woman says that they were hit on, you got to believe them. Mm-hmm. When a guy says that they were hit on, they're arrogant. Yeah, you're crazy. That's they, not true. They may have been hit on. Telling st- if, if Nelson came to you, Nikki D, and said that he was hit on this weekend, would you believe you? Believe yeah, him? Yes, I've seen women hit on him. I don't know. What about me? Of course I would believe you. I've seen how women look at you when I was with you. And yeah. they thought I was a woman or wife or whatever. I don't know what they thought. I'd yeah. believe you. I wouldn't believe me. And it would have happened to me. Well, I tell my wife, at least I make up stories. I don't really get hit on, but I make up stories to make her jealous. <laughs> Just because I want to feel wanted at home. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't believe me. She she gives me one of those, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Bless your heart. No, no, you don't understand. I was at the gym and this uh, this girl was eye-banging me. Like, it made me, it made me feel uncomfortable because of how much I love you. <laughs> okay. Sure. No, okay. women definitely look at you very intently. I think a lot of them are afraid to approach you, and if they weren't, they would. Story of my life. You're unapproachable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say that like it's a good thing. <laughs> well, but it's like makes you like a man of mystery. <laughs> I don't think that's the word that would be best described me. <laughs> mystery is not the, the word. No. Nope. Misery, maybe, not mystery. <laughs> So Nikki allegedly was hit on this uh, weekend and uh, at the place where she was hit on, I guess would not be looked at as the appropriate place. Well, there's two reasons why it was not appropriate. Number one, I invited a friend of mine to church because she told me that she was interested in going to church. My new friend, Clarissa. So I I invited her to this church I found. All right. Weird relationship. FYI, side note. But go ahead. Not weird. So she got there before me and she said when she got there, she told him, you know, Nikki uh, is meeting me here. She advised me to come. And she said he instantly remembered my name. Mind you, I had only been there once. So I'm like, oh, that's nice that somebody remembered my name. Is all I was thinking. Then when I got there, he was like, Nikki, welcome back. He's like all excited. I'm like, wow, this is really nice. You know, it's church. People be nice to you at church. Well, then after church, we're coming out. Uh-huh. Okay. And again, thank you for coming. You greet the people, you leave. Mm-hmm. Well, he tells me bye. I said, goodbye. Have a great day. Then I get to my car, turn around, he waves. I'm like, all right, I just walked two feet, but bye. I get in my car, he throws up the peace sign. So now this is number three, and I'm like. Peace be with you. I've been to church. And then finally when I'm pulling out, he turns around again, and now he's standing like beside where my car is, and he does a final goodbye. And somebody needs to tell you bye three times in two seconds? See, that's why I said allegedly. That's flirting. That. I just think he liked to say goodbye. (laughs) 
I don't oh, think is that's, that what it is? I don't think that's flirting. Now, if you would have told me, he said to you, you know, holy water is great for lube, <laughs> you know, or can we practice you getting on your knees? You know, like those types of things. That is not flirting. That is over the line. That's flirting in my book. No, no, Waving no. goodbye three times. Nelson, is that not flirting? I mean, I was ready to be on your side until it was just him saying goodbye. Like, give me Three more. Three times? He didn't say goodbye to anybody else. He did not say goodbye to Clarissa. That you know of. Her car was in front of mine. He didn't wave at her one time. He waved at nobody but me. And I even asked her, I said, did you notice he waved at me like 15 times? She's like, yeah, I noticed that. It was pretty weird, wasn't it? I'm like, that's ridiculous. Does so, he know what you do for a living? No, no. I don't okay. go around and tell people what I do. So they don't know who I am. They don't know what I do. He knows nothing about me except my name is Nikki. Well, that's sounds, it. That was a little arrogant to me. Arrogant? Yeah. No For you way. to think that this poor guy. And now, and now you're, you know, accusing. He's probably married. He is. That's he, another thing that made it very weird. He had a ring on his finger, but he's waving me down like five million times. Maybe that's his thing. Maybe he likes the wave. But then he should have been waving at everybody, but he was not. But you don't know he wasn't waving at everyone. You're just assuming because you're arrogant. You're you're assuming that of the entire congregation, (laughs) you're the only person he said. I mean, let's let's break this down. Let's say that out loud. Oh, my God. The entire congregation, you're the only one. You're the only one he saw because that's all you wanted to see. No, there was at least four of us who were leaving at the same time. I watched to see, okay, he's going to wave at Clarissa. He's going to wave at Buddy who just left. There was a lady in front of me. He waved at nobody else but me. Nelson, you want to handle this? It does seem like he's just being extra nice to a new member of the congregation. Now, did he wave at you like this last week? Because you've gone two weeks in a row now. He didn't wave this much last week, no. But he did tell me also when I was going in, like, I'm going to have to recruit you to be on hospitality with us. And I'm like, okay. So why do you say well, now it? That okay, hold, on well. for, hold on for a second. Why would you say it like that? This poor guy is just asking you to be, like, you're not the only person he's ever asked to be on hospitality. But according to Nikki D., he asked me to be on hospitality <laughs> because everybody knows you can't spell hospitality without ho. <laughs> like, I mean, give the guy a break. He's, he's, a, was he's being a man. Flirty. He's a man of the Lord. Oh my and all goodness. he's doing is asking you to participate in church as a new member that brings your friend with you to church on Sunday, which yeah. is so weird. How, what is weird about that? It's just, <laughs> I don't, does she have, does she? Can I ask you a question? Can can I ask you a question about your friend? Go ahead. Have you been to her house? Yes. Does she have a a lot of pairs of scissors? No. Okay. She doesn't. She has a garden, though, a really nice one. Where are you going? I don't know where he's going with this. (laughs) You know what she said that yesterday? She told me she said she said every time I make (laughs) friendships with people, their friends think that I'm a lesbian because I love my friends. And she's like, that's Mm. so not true. So she's like, I heard you guys calling me a lesbian too on air. And she's like, I thought it was really funny. I'm like, I never called her that. Mm. We we did allude to it. I did not. You definitely did. I would never. You definitely did. No. I I was (laughs) asking (laughs) questions. Now, if that if she got that out of it, then I apologize. Oh, like the scissor question you just asked? Well, I never said why. You guys made a big deal <laughs> out of why I said I, I was thinking because she's in arts and crafts, yes. then maybe 
that's why she wants to be a part of the <laughs> church because on Sundays they usually or they have a festival. Yes, of course. You know, and you'd all the money goes back or to the church. Or because I am a woman of the cloth and I'm spiritual and people around me know that and people that have um, a desire to be closer to God, they come to me for guidance. Well, we probably have to revisit the spiritual cloth thing again if you're thinking that every what do they call him at your church? Fathers, I think plodgers. he was like an ushers. It was his title. I guess it's what he is. I don't know. He's all outside waving at me though. Little He's preacher. not even in the church. Okay. Preach. Whatever. Little preacher up there doing his thing. If all of them are hitting on you. I didn't say all of them. I said one person. I'm assuming that they were just guys Googling over you. No. As they went down to pray, their eyes open while everybody else's was closed and they looked at her like, Psst. I love you. <laughs> nice, bless you. Would you like to join the not mile high club and go into the confessional? <laughs> no. Do you have confessionals? No, we don't have confessionals. That's no. a Catholic thing. No. What are you? I'm non-denominational. Non-denominational. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You guys just Christian. Preaching a parking lot. No, I, we just don't put a title Strip on it. We're not like a Baptist or any of the other. We don't. There's no titles. No Great thing about Nikki's church is you can walk right next door and get an amazing <laughs> Chinese buffet. Yes. <laughs> it's best in town. <laughs> Actually, if you go to church 10 times, you get $10 off. <laughs> <laughs> really, really cool setup that they got there. <laughs> you should try the holy chicken. Well, you know what? I'm going to make sure next Sunday that I'm going to secretly film and show you guys how many times. Oh, don't do that. This man, you're going to burn in hell. No, I'm not. You guys don't think it's weird that somebody waves at you five times. It is. Oh, now it's five. I heard three. (laughs) I did hear three. It was a lot. Thou shall not make blank up. (laughs) Right. Blank up. You know that commandment? I do. <laughs> Thou shalt not feed lies to those that listen. That's really good. Is that in the Bible? It was inappropriate. All right. Second, uh, Thou shalt not wave more than three times <laughs> at the beautiful babies leaving my church. Nope. All right. Second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you who's making headlines for missing and why the Rolling Stones co-founder is catching heat. All right. Two big stories from today. Pay attention. Get you learned here in just a minute. Hang on. All right, second round of headlines. Thanks to good guys, heating and air. 530 Good Air. 530 Good Air. Nikki D. An ex NFL player is missing and his mom is deceased. H3. Hopefully, the son's not in the trouble that they didn't, something didn't happen to mom and, and son, or the son was in, in, in any way involved. I hope not. Um, he seemed like a nice, nice guy. I talked to a gentleman yesterday who said he was one of his coaches when he was uh, growing up, and he said they were a great family. Former NFL defensive back Sergio Brown is missing, and they recently found his mother dead near a creek um, by their home. They can't seem to uh, find his whereabouts. They're not sure where he is. The family reported them missing on Saturday when they couldn't get a hold of his mother. She was 73 years old, and because of the injuries that she received, they um, concluded that it was she was deceased by homicide. Really? What yes. were the injuries? They just said she had defensive wounds. They didn't go into details of what they were. Wow. Yeah. So it looks like somebody attacked her like she was beat up and that sort of thing. So to speculate, and this guy's missing. I would say that he 
possibly did it. Maybe he had some kind of mental breakdown and killed his mom and then ran off and they might find him dead somewhere and he kills himself. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's trippy, huh? That's horrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's trippy. Like, just out of the blue. You know, you think you have a good career and everything's Mm -hmm. all well and good. And uh, that just goes to show how well you know people, right? Right. Also, a lot of these NFL players, and we've talked about this too, how they have these careers that short-lived in the NFL and then they don't know how to go back into regular life and live. So you ask the question of, would you rather, you know, have money and not have to go back into regular life or the other way around? Some way you ask it. When you have this type of money and fame or whatever, and then you have to go back to being a regular person, it sometimes breaks people mentally. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, especially with this guy, mm-hmm. is I hate to break it to him, but he wasn't famous. He just played in the NFL. And that's great, and that's good, because it's like less than the 1%. But a lot of these people think that they're more famous than what they are. I'm talking about money-wise, so I'm sure he had a substantial amount of money than he what the, he grew up with. He played in the NFL, NFL for, what, seven years? Seven years, yeah. yeah so, so he, you know, he had good money, sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he was in the, the seven figures at some point, and he was getting a pension from the NFL. Mm-hmm. So just sit on that. Well, you remember the story I told uh, some years back where I was attacked by an ex-NFL player, and it's because we were cracking jokes. And he cracked a joke on me. I cracked a joke back that he didn't like because you were in the NFL, but here you are living in your parents' basement. He didn't like it, and he snapped and choked me. Did, so, is that another guy you met because um, you weren't sure if he was hitting on you until he waved at you three times? No, God. it's not. I was at, at a church? friend's party. Now he's a preacher <laughs> at the Plaza Mall church. <laughs> Shop and pray. <laughs> Whatever, you're not taking me serious. Uh, no, I'm not. All right, second one. <laughs> Rolling Stones co-founder Jan Weiner is in in the hot seat for these comments. H4. Fault is using that word, you know, but uh, maybe Marvin Gaye. You just, I could cut Curtis Mayfield or, I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. Is it Weiner or Weiner? Oh, it could be Weiner. You it go Weiner. Like Weiner to me. I like hearing you say Weiner. I like Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the story better. Uh-huh. The co-founder of the Rolling Stones magazine, John Weiner, has been removed from the board of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of some remarks he made about a book that he wrote. Now, again, he wrote the book. He had seven artists that were all white males that were part of the rock genre. But he sat down and did an interview where they asked him why didn't he use women or African-American artists um, in the book, and one of the remarks he said is because he didn't feel like they were articulate enough on an intellectual level. And none of the female or black musicians met his criteria as philosophers of rock. And he's and had people every, went crazy about that. Yeah, the articulate thing is going to rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where he probably you know should not have said that because that's rude. Absolutely. Right, but if he's writing a book, first person, from his experience, and these are, I think, the books based off of interviews that he's done. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the seven artists, I wouldn't have picked a couple of them. And it's such a subjective conversation of who are the rock gods. Right. But I think he's basing it off of his personal experience with the interviews. But rock and roll, as far as probably what he was going for, is predominantly white males. Right. That's like saying if you were to do a book based off of the top five rappers of all time, you would... What, Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Flash? Jay-Z. Tupac. Tupac, Biggie. Biggie? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and you shouldn't have a you sleep like a baby. That's that's the best of the best, right? And that's there. your opinion. Exactly. If you're going, now if you're going, if you're basing it off of record sales, mm-hmm. you're basing it off of mm-hmm. concert. I mean, like, what are you basing it off? of? Right. So if he's basing it off, of, he has every right to to put whoever he wants in the book. Yeah. Now you shouldn't respond it like that because that's going to rub people the wrong way. But yeah. it gets you attention because nobody knew that this book was out until right now. I Fair. didn't. Right. <laughs> I didn't. <Fair>. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we've got tickets for Dirty Honey, Ace of Spades, October 19th, the Can't Find the Breaks Tour. We want to give you a pair of passes. Awesome band. You're going to have a blast. Intimate setting. Uh, tickets are on sale now, LiveNation.com, but we have a pair absolutely free of charge. We need two players. We're going to do a quick round of Generally Speaking, where Nelson goes and finds somebody, which will tell you what gen- uh, gen- generation they're in, Gen X, Gen Z, whatever. Ask basic trivia questions, generation-based uh, you just have to yay or nay their answers. You get it right, you get a point. If not, it goes to your competition. Nikki will help out along the way. But like I said, do need some players. Kyle is standing by. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Sorry, line it up, please. And we'll play Generally Speaking here next. Hang on. Hey, Boomer. Think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play... Generally speaking, on the BS. All right, welcome back. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D, and there's Nelson, and there's Kyle. And there's Trenton in Sacramento. Good morning, Trenton. Good morning, Jason. All right. You got to kill that noise in the background if you can, please, sir. And Sarah in Sacramento. How are you, Sarah? I'm good. Good. All right. Everybody, everybody have a good weekend. Yes, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, I had a good weekend. Yeah, it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to use the Sarah voice, the inside voice. Uh, all right. Here's the game. Generally speaking, uh, we're going to introduce you to our generalist. That is the person that Nelson talked to. Ask these, for the most part, basic trivia questions. Uh, you'll get both of you. You'll get the help from Nikki Deal. All you have to do is yay or nay. There are questions. You get it right, you get a point. If not, the point goes to your competition. Does everyone understand? Trenton and Sarah, you understand? Yes. Sarah? Can we only answer yay or nay? Correct, yes. You just answer okay. yay or nay. If you think that they'll know the answer, say yay. If you think they won't, say nay. That's all you got to do, all right? Okay. Okay. Let's meet our generalist, Nelson. What's your name? Daniel Madrid. Daniel, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 30. 30 makes you a millennial. That's right. And Daniel, what do you do for a living? I teach music lessons. So, like, individually? Are you at school doing it? I teach at a private music studio called Folsom Music Lessons. And uh, what's your favorite kind of music on? Probably jazz. So do you play jazz or do you just listen to jazz? I play a lot of jazz. I try to go around and, you know, play at jazz jams, but I also play in a rock band called the James Drips Band. And uh, lastly, tell me something interesting about yourself. Uh, I had a brain aneurysm burst in 2008, and not a lot of people survived those, but I came out of that decently well. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Cracks him up. Should have asked him why he is also a vampire. <laughs> Sounds like Dracula. <laughs> All right, this is a generation game. Trenton, you're going to be up first. Uh, this is a boomer-esque question. Remember, Nikki D is going to help you out, both of you. A1. This sitcom was the first TV show to feature an interracial couple. All right, Nikki D, this sitcom was the first TV show to feature an interracial couple. Uh, 
hit call an interracial couple? The Jeffersons? No. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's a good guess, though. It is a good guess. Uh, Three's Company? No. I love this show. Oh, you love this show. Mm. What? What? Trenton. I can't remember that show. I love this show, and if it's in the sky, it's probably got diamonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas. Oh, God. Jesus. Not know that. Yeah, thank you. I love Lucy. I love oh! Lucy. Jesus. See what Lucy. I deal with, people? Dang, I love Lucy. All right, Trenton, Will, our generalist, Daniel, the millennial, no, I love Lucy, yay or nay? No. Absolutely not. I agree with you. That is a nay. Nay. All right, locking in nay. Let's find out. A2. Dang, I love Lucy. I feel like it's after different strokes. I feel like it's probably, like, 60s. Is it I Dream of Genie? <laughs> We're actually looking for I Love Lucy. Oh, is that like, ah, like, <laughs> Yeah, no. that guy. I thought that was Nelson laughing. No, no. no I was like, what is he doing? It's Vampire Dave. No. Dan. Yeah. That's his Ricky Ricardo. All right. Oh, gotcha. Sarah, the next question is yours. This is another boomeresque question for generally speaking. Listen up, B1. People associated with the free love counterculture movement of the 60s were called this. All right, Nikki D. People associated with the free love counterculture movement of the 60s were called this. Uh, hippies? That is correct. Nicely done. (laughs) Sarah, do you think that Daniel, our generalist, will know hippies, yay or nay? Yay. I think they will, too. Hippies is right up his alley. Daniel should know this one. I'm going to say yay. All right, it's just a hint. All right, hippies. (laughs) Locking in hippies, B2. Hippies? That's right, that's a hippie. Have you ever uh, had any hippie tendencies? Yeah, man, I'm always trying to spread love, spread positivity man you know feel the love i'm always trying to put positive vibes out there yeah i knew he'd know that yeah he sounds like he's high nice job sarah you're all tied up one apiece back to you trenton here's yours uh, c1 gen x is known for being left home alone at an early age often oh. called what kind of kids all right gen x question of course nikki d gen x is known for being left home alone at an early age often called what kind of kids Latchkey kids. A latchkey kids, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think you can put A in front of that, but yes, just latchkey kids. Trenton, yay or nay on latchkey kids? I don't think he'll know. I think he might know this one. I would say yay for this. He's he's in the era where latchkey kids is something he's heard before. Okay, I'm going to go with you, girl. Oh, all right. right. Easy. Locking in latchkey <laughs> kids, a yay, C2. Latchkey kids. Did you have any Gen X members in your family? My dad. Was he left at home a lot? Probably. <laughs> that would explain a lot. Okay, look at you. Go on with me and getting it right. Give me oh, a second here. Let's go. Let's go. I'm writing notes for Nelson. <laughs> Let me go on a break. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Sarah, you need this to stay on par with Trenton. This is your question, Sarah. D1. More than just the one you love. Bay is an acronym. What does it stand for? All right, Nikki D, this is a millennial S question. You are a millennial. You should get this. More than just the one you love, Bay is an acronym. What does it stand for? <laughs> I've never heard of this for my life. Me neither. Really? But very Bay. educated now that I know the answer. Um, Be eager 
<laughs> Wait, let me write it down. G- you, 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 okay, A-E. this is this is bad. <laughs> you know how to spell it, right? Um, <laughs> be available early. Be av- really? Did yeah. you just guess that? Yeah. Thanks for the early buzzer. Appreciate you over there. No, before anyone else. Oh, I've never heard that before in my life. Me neither. All right, Sarah, Will, Daniel, our generals know before anyone else, you hear nay. Nay. Did you know that, Sarah? I thought it was baby. So did I. (laughs) So did I. So I'm going to go nay. He won't know this. All right. Is that what you want to go with, Sarah? Yes, nay. Nay. All right. D2. God. Like, B-A-E. I know Bamps. Um, bitch acting extra, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> the answer we're looking for is before anyone else. Huh. All right, we're going to put an asterisk next to that because from now on, Bay means bitch acting extra. Exactly. <laughs> My wife and I call each other Bay all the time, so. There you go. There you go. All right, two apiece. Uh, we're getting down to the last few here, Trent, and this one is yours, E1. This Nintendo handheld featured two screens and a stylus. Another millennial-esque question. This Nintendo, Nikki D, handheld featured two screens and a stylus. Game Boy. No. Super Game Boy? Is that V supposed to that be? That V is a, a typo. I apologize. <laughs> Let me in on those things. Okay. I didn't think it was on your sheet. I thought it was on mine. Um, a Sega Genesis. This Nintendo oh, handheld. Jesus. Um, yeah, you can buzz Is it, it a Super Game Boy? You said that before. But he didn't answer me. Uh, no, no. And I don't know what you're going to say next, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you can phone a friend. That's going to be no. You can go home and Google it, come back, and that's probably going to be no. They were in different colors. Nintendo DS. Oh, man. 3DS, 2DS. I just couldn't say it. All right, Trenton. Will our generalist Daniel know Nintendo DS? Yay or nay? No, he won't. I think he might know this one. I just, I could see it. I couldn't say it. He's a guy, though. He'll probably know it. I would say yeah. I'm going to go against the green, Nick. Okay. Go with your gut. No. Use your ticket. He says no. Do you know we've been doing this for nine minutes? This pit's been for nine minutes, and Trenton's turn signal's been on the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has heard that. You turn a lot. <laughs> My flashers. <laughs> oh, okay. What are you driving in? I, I turned them off. So. Okay, there you go. Thank you. All right, so yay or nay, Trenton? No. No. All right. Nay on Nintendo DS. E2. Nah, I mean, I want to say the Switch, but I know that's wrong. I feel like it's the DS. That's correct. The oh. DS. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trent. That point goes to Sarah. Sarah, you can win the game and the tickets for Dirty Honey with this next question, uh, F1. If someone ate and left no crumbs, what did they do? This is a Gen Zer question, Nikki D. If someone ate and left no crumbs, what did they do? They cleaned the plate. No, I, I don't understand the question, but it's that, that's not it. It's I'm just going to tell you the answer. It's okay. performed well or dominated. I don't understand. I, I don't they were understand really good either. at something. You slayed, perhaps. You have ate and left no crumbs. Oh, okay. Uh, Sarah, will our generalist Daniel know performed well or dominated? I I think so, yes. Yes. Really? I'm going to go with the yeah. nay. He won't know that. Did you know that, Sarah? 
Yeah, so that's because I have TikTok. So if he has TikTok, he absolutely 100% knows. Oh, oh, look at that. For TikTok. Okay. How old do you feel, yeah. Nikki D? I mean, I'm not a TikToker. That is some slang that is used from people that I know, but that's not. I wouldn't have thought that was on this game. Okay. So it threw me off. All right, so you're going yay. Yes, sir? Yes. All right, yes. let's find out. There you go. A yay. After- they probably ate some kind of fruit <laughs> or meat or something not red related. <laughs> It actually means they performed well or they dominated. Sarah, I got to tell you, I like your way of thinking. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for you there, but you're still in the game. One last question. Okay. For everything, Trenton, this is yours. You get it right, you get the tickets for Dirty Honey. If not, Sarah is going to win. It is a musical question. A musical question, G1. We got to hold on to what we got. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We've got each other, and that's a lot for love. All right. Will our generalist Daniel know the title and artist of that song, Trenton, yay or nay? He's got to know Bon Jovi living on a prayer. I'm going to say yay as well. All right. You think the millennial's going to know Bon Jovi living on a prayer? All right. For the win. You locking that in? Locking her in. All right, sir. Here we go. G2. Give it a shot. Whoa. Halfway there. Whoa. Leaving out a prayer. You'll take my hand. We'll make it, I swear. Whoa. <laughs> Leaving out a prayer. So the song would be? Living on a prayer. Bye. Some 80s ass power ballad <laughs> Bon Jovi. That's correct. Well, was he joking Damn. around like he didn't know, but he didn't know? No, he like struggled with that one. Wow. Yeah, that was the better portion of a, a much longer. Sarah, you had your opportunity. You flubbed it, but that's okay. We've got these passes all this week, and you can call back again, okay? Okay. All right. Nice meeting you, and thank you for listening, Sarah. Bye, Sarah. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye, Sarah. <laughs> bye, Sarah. What did he say? He said, bye, Sarah. <laughs> Me and Nikki. <laughs> All right, Trenton, congratulations. You got the tickets for Dirty Honey Ace of Spades, October 19th. Can't find the break store uh, for everybody else on sale, LiveNation.com. Uh, I said everything you need to say there. All right. Hey, Trenton, thanks for listening. Hang on, okay? Thank you, Jason. All right, you're welcome, sir. There we go. That was a good one. Got there. I like it the was. musical question. I like that. That's fun. That's fun. I like how you <laughs> sung it back. That was even more fun. Oh, there you go. Nice pull-up at the end there. I was going to say funner. <laughs> Well, you already sung it, so it's okay. Uh, 60 pounds? I think you butchering the English language is just accepted on this program, so it's kind of part of your gimmick. <laughs> Feel free to continue to butcher away. Uh, is there someone in the celebrity world that you would go over and beyond to meet or run into, or even if you see them on TV, you get crazy nuts? Because something happened on Friday night that still amazes me kind of even though i'm a fan of this program that whenever this individual pops up or goes anywhere it is the biggest pop that any celebrity we've seen in modern history i can assume why but i'm sure there are other reasons tell you who that is your phone calls 916-909-0985 here in a minute hang on here in about 30 minutes or so your next code word for the huge trip to Disney's Olani Resort 
in Hawaii. Gave out one earlier. There's plenty of them to give out for the next couple of weeks. No rush, but I would get as many as you can so you can go to 98rocks website, krxq.net, and put them in there. So, I'd be listening all day. Yeah, so we'll get you another one here at 9. Also, we'll have uh, Al Petrelli on. Al Petrelli is uh, one of the OG's founding members, for the most part, of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And if you know the history behind Trans-Siberian Orchestra, not only becoming part of the holiday tradition with most people, I think, now, but the uh, history of the band is absolutely amazing with Sabotage and the late, great Paul O'Neill and so on and so forth. So we can talk to Al. Love those guys, him and Joel and Chloe and those people that I've been able to meet along the way over the years. Uh, it's it's a must-do during the holidays. And, and by the way, TSO will be here at the Golden One Center, I believe, December 1st. Mm-hmm. So we'll get you all those details coming up. Is there a uh, celebrity that you would go out of your way over and beyond to meet? And if so, like that person's so big that even when they're on TV, it's appointment watching. Okay, I know this isn't going to be popular anymore, but for me, that person would be Will Smith. Will Smith. Yes. So anytime Will Smith's on TV, you watch. Yes. You stop what you're doing. I love the movies, the whatever he's doing. If I see Will Smith, I'm going to sit and watch, look, pay attention, what's going on. But Will, okay, Will Smith, all right. Not going to compare to the person that I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay. I like Will Smith. Don't get me wrong. I love him. You know. Nelson? Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Love Tom Cruise. So you stop, Top Gun's on, doesn't matter what you're doing, you could be practicing a little stand-up gimmick and mm-hmm. you stop, Tom Cruise is on the TV. Mm-hmm. TNT, doesn't, I mean, doesn't matter what, like, rebroadcast of it is, if I see Tom Cruise, I'm definitely sucked into that show until it's over. Still not as big as the person that I'm about to mention. Hootie who? I, I can already guess who you're going to say. Hootie who? Hootie who? No, I'm just saying. Hootie the I, Blowfish. I was going to say Hootie and then I'm like, ah. I, cannot, I can already pr- pretty much guess who you're probably going to say. It's The Rock. I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift. No. it's the <laughs> No, The Rock's bigger than Taylor Swift. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. No, he is. Fact. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, of course he is. Yeah. And it's amazing. You know, I'm a, I'm a little biased because I'm a wrestling fan and I'm a rock fan, a huge rock fan. But it's amazing. Okay. For those wrestling haters, just bear with me here for a second. The reason that I like wrestling, not only did I grow up with it, but it is a, the, the ultimate mind F. It is the only piece of entertainment that exists that you can pretty much lie hmm. on television and in person. Yes, you and can. And people believe it. Yes, you can. Because and they it know it's a lie. Like, not a lie. I don't want to say lie. That's hard. But they know that there is an outcome. It's predetermined. It's like a magic trick to me. That's the only way I can describe watching wrestling live. It's a magic trick. So these characters that have been built over the years for wrestling fans, some have become household names, some have not, and you become fans of those people. But The Rock, after I think it's like four or five years, returned to WWE Friday night for SmackDown, the show pretty much he created because that was his catchphrase. And Pat McAfee was on. He had him on his podcast or his ESPN show on Friday as well. And they talked, so you kind of saw the see, you saw the setup. There is no advertisement for The Rock for Friday night. They did not promote him coming on. It was through grassroots. It was through the rumor mill mm-hmm. that he was going to appear. That episode of SmackDown on Fox drew almost two and a half million viewers. That is a twenty four percent hike than the week prior. Just because people heard he was coming, they tuned in. That's it. That's great. Is it? I mean, isn't that really amazing? It is. And wrestling fans are like super loyal. I mm-hmm. found that out as well going to the uh, game, to the match with you. 
Yes. But there's no one else that exists that you can say they're going to be on any TV show, right? Because if it were 24% higher than the week prior, one would assume that that 20, that's a lot of people. That is. Okay. Not everyone is a diehard wrestling fan that watches this wrestling program every Friday or Saturday night. No, they are a rock fan. They're a rock fan. Absolutely. You're right about that. I didn't even think about that. They're a rock fan. And so what is it about when he appears on TV that it's must-watch television? I don't know. I wish now that I would have watched it, though, because I've never seen him wrestle. I know he used to do, do you know what the rock is cooking or smell what the rock is cooking, but I've never watched it. There, the pop that he got when he walked out was deafening. I mean, he even went on Twitter and said it's like the top four pops that he's ever gotten in his career. They were in Denver, Colorado, in which the next day, Saturday, he appeared on ESPN Game Day mm-hmm. for the big Colorado State-Colorado interstate rivalry game, which Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, has done such an awesome job with just not only that job, but college football. He's made it interesting and exciting because he's he's a dad, he's coaching his mm-hmm. kids, but he's also preaching truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the guy during press conferences is like, this is it, this is what we are, we got confidence, we got swagger. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. Too bad. And he ends it with, <laughs> God bless you. And he's on every one of the commercials. Yeah. He's he is college football right now. Yes, he is college football. Correct. They ended up winning, but it made sense that the Rock was in Boulder. Oh, Boulder Rock! That's really good. Boulderado is that what it's called? No, I was going to say Boulder Rock. Is that what you? Boulder, yeah, Boulder, rock, Colorado. Yeah. Yes, Boulder, Colorado. The Rock is in Boulder, Colorado. Uh-huh. Makes sense. So he gets there, and it was great to watch Deion Sanders bow down to the Rock. Mm-hmm. Which you is know, wild. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He's on the it's side. Wild he's to br- think of that. He's bringing these celebrities. To a football program that since the 90s has, for the most part, been extinct. Yes. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you go back to the, what, Colorado-Michigan game. That was probably the... It's been since my favorite team, Nebraska, has been big. Since the Big 12 was even a thing before Texas took it over and dismantled it. Colorado has not been relevant in a long, long time. And now you got guys like The Rock. I think Offset was there. I mean, all these different celebrities yes. on the sideline. Because Deion Sanders is, is is coaching the thing. Now, do you know who you can thank for this and who is going to benefit? Well, wrestling is going to benefit the most, and things like this are going to benefit the most, these talk shows like uh, College Game Day and whatnot. Do you know who you can thank for that? Who? The writer's strike. Yeah. Oh, because they're coming up with new creative things to do. No, yeah, they have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, they have to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they can't cross the line. So there's no talk shows to go on, not like they're there to promote anything, but right. just them showing up. And being out in the public eye and all those things. Yep. So the WWE not up under the umbrella of SAG-AFTRA. Right. So, so that he can get out. When The Rock appears to two and a half million people on Friday night on Fox and he's wearing his Project Rock Under Armour gear, he doesn't have to say, go buy it. No. No. You're not gonna at go all. you're gonna go buy it anyway. Matthew McConaughey was on a WWE program. I forget what it's called. Matthew McConaughey, an A list celebrity. Why? Right, right. But it's awesome because it's Matthew McConaughey and he's talking wrestling. So more of them are probably going to jump out now and start doing that too, though. That's mm-hmm. that's my point. Is where do you find your entertainment if there's no entertainment? This writer strike has shut everything down. There's no talk shows. You can't see anybody on talk shows. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 can't see any movies that haven't been already filmed. They're not promoting it. Nope. And the ones that are coming out, because there's no promotion, you don't even know they're there. They're in the can. There's no new television shows. Nope. These people are just sitting around not doing anything. 
So this is a great opportunity for like brands, especially those that just advertise on social media with these celebrities, to take advantage. We're going to see something very interesting with this writer's strike. The more that it goes, mm-hmm. you're going to see these actors and actresses find different paths to make money without crossing the line. Mm-hmm. But The Rock, he's one of those people that's been donating a lot, too. So he doesn't necessarily even need the money. It was just to be out there in front of the people and get the crowd riled up, right? You know what happens when you're that rich? You need more money. Yeah. <laughs> you get bored. You get bored. <laughs> I mean, I can only assume. Right. Right. I mean, if you've got that much money, you're like, you know what? I'm a million dollars short, and it just doesn't look right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go on TV real quick. I'm on my bank profile, and that should be bigger. Yeah. Hey, Vince, I'm available Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Book me. Right. Oh, side note, there's a new documentary on Netflix called The Wrestlers. Uh, really, really good. Whether you like wrestling or not, my wife does not. Mm-hmm. But she loves this documentary. It's all based around OVW. Uh, which is Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is really one of the last territories. But it's very compelling. If if you like reality television type stuff, it's very, very good. Very good. All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? Nope. Speaking of TV, I'm going to tell you why Drew Barrymore is apologizing and where 20 rattlesnakes were removed. All right, third round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all And a big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD AIR. Best service, best price, Nikki D. That is guaranteed. Absolutely. All right, go ahead. Oh, my. What was that? <clears throat> Are you my okay? My saliva got caught in my throat. Called 911? No, you CPR? I didn't, I didn't choke. Thank God I almost did. There's a dinosaur trying to come up. Whew. Drew Barrymore is now backtracking on her stand. H5. Oh. I deeply apologize to writers. I deeply apologize to unions. Actress Drew Barrymore posted an emotional apology on social media. That was serious. That happens to me sometimes. Drew Drew Barrymore. Go to break. (laughs) That's been happening to me the older I'm getting. Seriously, sometimes if I'm laying down and that happens, I almost choke for real. I love you, baby. (laughs) 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 Anyways, Drew Barrymore isn't restarting her show after all. She says, and I quote, I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt. And of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. She went on, I think it was Instagram Live, and she was crying and saying she was sorry. So she's not coming back. The talk also is not coming back, nor is Jennifer Hudson. Drew Barrymore's show is dead. She lost. Mm -hmm. She did. Like, you make that decision, you've got to go with that decision and cross Mm -hmm. the line. Uh, But it wasn't until all these guests that were scheduled for the future, Mm -hmm. they started to bail. Now nobody's going to, her show's done. Dang. It's, there's just no way, right? You can't recover from that. You can't You can't play both sides of it. But what about the other people who were going to come back and now they're not? Why aren't their shows going to be done? Well, they might. Well, the, the, I don't know anything about the talk. I don't know if that's a big show or not, but I, I'm assuming it's probably bigger than Drew Barrymore's show. It is. The talk is the one that um, Sharon Osbourne is on. Okay. Well, then pr- I, I don't know. Well, I can't was. speak she on that. Anymore, yeah, well, she, she was. But and yeah. Jennifer Hudson's show, I, I, they're all like way second fiddle to Kelly Clarkson. Agreed. You know, they're like, they're so far behind, so irreplaceable. 
irreplaceable. They are. I, I mean, replaceable. That. Sorry, <laughs> they're they're not very good. Like I, I've seen both of them. They're not very good. They just ask the same basic question. Kelly Clarkson's very personable. Yes, she's very good at the. She's this, come into her own. The talk show thing. Yes, like even you know I know it's really for women, but. Mm-hmm. Gets me in touch with my feminine side. Well, she oh. mixes in a little bit of her singing every once in a while, too. I like when she does the Kelly yeah. Oki. Yeah. Very excited about Kelly Oki. I'm glad you guys love the Kelly Clarkson show so much. Oh, look, she's she's upset yeah. because we're not right. putting over Jen. I could see it on Jennifer her face. Jennifer Hudson has a great show. You guys don't have to like it. It's fine. Look at it. She's upset because <laughs> we don't like something she likes. Look at that. Look, I'm she's not upset. Burp, burp. <laughs> Making her stomach all weird. Oh. Forget snakes on a plane. This man has snakes in a garage. H6. You're good. I'm just going to gather everyone up and then uh, check your garage for more. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five adults and probably like 10 to 12 babies. Ooh. Oh, my God. Do you hear that rattle? Yeah. <laughs> my skin crawls every time I hear this audio. Ugh, this man calls the snake wrangler to his home and says he thinks that he has a snake in his garage. This woman goes and starts moving stuff. First of all, this man's garage looks like he's a hoarder. Where's his app? This is in Arizona. Oh. She starts moving stuff around. She takes 20 rattlesnakes out of this man's garage. Five adults, 15 babies. She's and the she, snake wrangler? She's the one who's the snake wrangler. He's the one in the background talking while Crying. she's getting all the snakes in <laughs> yeah, there. I would she's be. just <laughs> picking them up so easy and putting them in a bucket like it's no big deal. Do you hear how loud? Those rattles were. They think that he had up to 40 snakes at one time in his garage, though, because of the shedding that they found in there. They find out where they came in from? or They don't know where they came in from. but the It's like way- one of those stories where the snakes are living under the foundation of the house. Oh. There's nothing you can do about no, it. No, no, no. Oh. They were, like, behind this water heater. In the video, they were, like, behind this water heater, and she's just pulling them out of there. There was a, a, a guy, I'm assuming, in Florida, and he found a, a python, and he was being cool in his backyard. He picks it up. You know, it was a baby pretty decent size still and he's showing off in front of his wife who's filming it f around and find out damn thing bit him in the arm oh don't play with them snakes i would have passed out just from the sound of those rattles alone guys think they're tough when they can pick up a snake it's a guy thing until you get big it's like the guy that's like every downtown in america has the guy that walks around with that Yellow white boa constrictor. Yeah, oh. <laughs> he's always. I, I kind of oh. like that. So he's I got, like taking pictures with it. So he's got the nose uh, ring. He's got a neck tattoo, yes. and he's bald. He always wears a tank top. <laughs> Every city in America has the same guy. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right, your next code word for the trip to Hawaii, thanks to Disney. Staying at Disney's Alani Resort, we'll give you that here in just a few minutes. Also, Al Petrelli from Trans Siberian Orchestra will join the program here in a minute as well. Hang on. 98 Rock, sending you to a tropical paradise at Disney's Alani Resort. Welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There is Nikki D. There is Nelson. And yet another tropical keyword for you so you can go to krxq.net. This is one of the coolest promotions that I've ever been a part of, thanks to Disney and Disney's Alani Resort. And if you want to see, like, first person, just check out the 98 Rock social media at Listen to the BS or Nikki D's because she had an opportunity to go and explore this amazing resort. So the keyword for this hour, and we have them numerous times each and every weekday for the next couple weeks, 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5. But if you go to carexq.net right now and put in river, R-I-V-E-R. River. You'll be up for 
this prize, which is round trip coach airfare for four to Honolulu, thanks to Southwest Airlines, a voucher for four, round trip ground transportation. Of course, we're going to put you in a room. Absolutely. I mean, we don't want you staying outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not going to put you in a volcano or anything nope. like that. Uh, this is four nights at Disney's Alani Resort, plus $200 resort credit where you can spend on anything you want for the most part. And you have your chances of winning Super Slam because it's local. Yeah, keep that in mind. This is a 98 Rock Sacramento contest. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. All right. Somebody in, in Pittsburgh or Michigan, they're not winning. Nope. nope. You are winning, but you have to go to carexq.net and put in the keyword river. River. Yeah. And best of luck to you. Like I said, you'll have more. Just keep listening. 11, 1, 3, and 5. And then tomorrow, rinse and repeat. 7, 9, 11, 1, 3, and 5. All right. Holidays are creeping up. They are. All right. We got pumpkin spice available. That means Halloween's coming. That means Thanksgiving's coming. And then we get into the Christmas season, which means part of the holiday tradition, I think, for most, I know for me, is Trans-Siberian Orchestra. TSL will be in Sacramento, Golden One Center, two shows normally like they do, December 1st. uh, And, you know, the OG member, not only as Trans-Siberian Orchestra, but of the band Sabotage and numerous other artists that... Al's worked with it is uh, it's Al Petrelli. Al, I got to tell you, it's good to talk to you again, my friend. How are you, my brother? I'm doing good, and thank you so much for taking time out. How you been? Everything good? Yeah, life's good. You know, bouncing around the country a little bit here and there. I'm, I'm glad you guys are following me though in TSO. I appreciate. It. Actually, you know what's funny <laughs> is so this will be the first time I get to because you guys will do two different coast shows, right? Two different sets of uh, artists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be all over the place, cut in half. You know, that happened 20-something years ago when, you know, I guess I was listening to your introduction, which I greatly appreciate. It's just something that's become such a a tradition for so many families during the holiday season. You know, in 99, we had seven shows, you know, in the original 13 colonies. And then, I don't know, by the next year, they wanted shows, you know, all over California, Texas, Arizona, you know, uh, Washington State, and, and, you know, Boston, New York, Chicago, and Philly. So we had to chop that band up into two, and Paul O'Neill kept, you know, his band intact up in the Northeast, and I took the band the rest of the country. Yeah, so I get to experience the West Coast side of things. Yes. Because it's always, like, every year, whoever I talk to at TSO, it's either going to be, you know, you or Joel or, you know, I think occasionally Chloe would come on, but it, it would... It would be like, so, you know, especially Joel, Joel Hoekstra, I'd be like, Joel, are you going to be on the East Coast? Like, ah, this year I'm on the West Coast side. You know, so do you you allow, as part of the string puller, you know, do you allow the artist to pick which dates and which side of the country they want to work for TSO? No, absolutely not. (laughs) You know. You know, it's like sometimes the lines are blurred as to, you know, where the routing is going to take a band. But the bands have always stayed intact. Like, you know, Joel has performed in that band since he's been in the band, and he's great. Uh, my band has been the same personnel for 20 years and change, give or take most of the people. But I think what he's talking about is like last year um, on my show, on my itinerary, I had Nashville, right? This year, um, I'm in Memphis, but the other band has Nashville. So it's it just gets a little strange when you talk about availabilities of the buildings, the routings, and the dates involved. So sometimes those lines are blurred, but never does anybody jump from one band to another. When you've got a really good chemistry and a really good rock band, you know, I, I'd like to keep it that way. Yeah, and, and for those that aren't familiar with uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the history of TSO, it's absolutely a fascinating, fascinating story. I mean, one that should and will most likely be told 
for a very, very long time. And I got a really interesting dose of how big the band Sabotage was back in the day based out of Tampa, Florida. I had just gotten a gig at 98 Rock there in Tampa, and I don't even think that I went on the air yet. And the midday girl comes running down the hallway. I didn't even met her yet. And I'm with the program director, and she's almost in tears. And she's very green at this time. And, you know, she was doing, like, one of those all-request lunches. And she's young, so she doesn't know. And Sabotage was put in there because this 98 Rock was part of the, the growing of Sabotage back in those days. And uh, and she cut it off halfway through. She hated it. She didn't like it. She didn't get it. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and But she's young, right? She's, she, was, she was a kid. And the audience blew up the phones and just terrorized her and she didn't know what to do (laughs) oops because that's how big you guys were especially in the tampa market during the heydays of sabotage right yeah that's where john oliver and his brother chris you know that's where they lived that's where they recorded that's where they started working with paul o'neill i mean that was that's hometown for sabotage as well as what's become hometown for tso right and talking about paul o'neill the late great right was the 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 for the most part the brainchild right between not just sabotage but also uh, TSO correct? Yes, one hundred percent correct. Yes, sir. And every year, uh, the show just as remarkable. I don't want to say better because every year there's never been a bad year for TSO. But again, the composer and the music and putting the artists together and everything so on point. Even if there is a screw up, we in the audience as fans. Have no idea. It's just that perfect. Now that he's gone, do you guys, to continue the tradition, um, have notes from Paul, have ideas from Paul, things that still need to be accomplished in the name of Paul O'Neill? Oh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I spent almost half my life with the man, you know, uh, recording, uh, working on ideas, putting together tours, executing tours rethinking how to do a better tour. I mean, him, his family, who's been with us, you know, this whole time, his wife and his daughter, who are carrying on his legacy, our management team, you know, our production heads, we've all been around it from the jump, you know? So there's really not a lot of thought process that goes on into it, because, well, meaning that how we do this, it's just like, well, this is what we do. The second week of January, we always start getting back together again and saying, how can we make this a bigger tour, a better tour? Uh, how can we make the story a little clearer? What songs can we bring out that we haven't done in the past, you know? And Paul's left us, you know, tons of unfinished material, you know? And, you know, I've kept every one of his, you know, voice memos, emails, texts, you know, I, I keep it safe. And, you know, every so often I'll just go back and read, read it. And, you know, I, and it's funny how, like, if you go back and revisit somebody that's no longer with you, as you're reading it, you hear those words in their voice. Yeah. You know, so it, it's kind of <laughs> cool like that. But uh, listen, you know, I would rather, in my opinion only, I'd rather miss somebody than to have never known them or ne- never to have had them in my life, you know. And I learned so much from Paul O'Neill. And he always said, listen, dude, I want this to live long past all of us. Well, none of us were really ready for that to occur, yeah. you know. But, you know, the shoe drops in life, and it is what it is. You can't uh, – there's no negotiating with it. But if those are his wishes, well, that will be continued on, you know. What would have happened to you and the, the founding fellas, you know, post-sabotage if – Paul O'Neill and the ideas weren't there for TSO 
what direction do you think everybody, because, you know, again, what people might not realize is all of the artists up on stage are decorated musicians. You know, I met Joel when he was with Night Ranger. Uh, mm-hmm. You, of course, working with uh, Alice Cooper and Dee Snyder and Stephen Piercy and all those guys. And, you know, and Chloe does her own thing uh, throughout the year. I mean, these are all the advanced as advanced as you can get in the world of music and rock and roll. But right. no, let's just take TSO out of the equation, Al. What, where would you and maybe rest of the OG guys be today? What do you think? You know, I absolutely have zero idea whatsoever, you know. Um, I, I mean, if you mean if Paul continued just working with Sabotage and it, Sabotage didn't morph into uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Yeah. I think Sabotage would have continued on, you know, making great music, you know, with, uh, you know, how Paul and John Oliva would write incredible pieces of music. I think that would have carried on. There's, you know, there's a huge market for that around the world. You know, I remember Sabotage headlining the Vakken Festival back in, um, thank you, I think 2015 or 16, you know, 85,000 people. You know, I mean, they love Paul and John's music, and I, I think we would have continued doing on other stuff. As far as anybody else involved um, when it came, became TSO, I, I have no idea, but some of these people are so talented. I'm sure they would have been doing something spectacular. Is At least there, I'd like to think that. Is, is there a story, like one of those, you know, Paul went to bed one night and had a dream to add rock and roll to Christmas? You know, or, or how, how, like, where was the catalyst for this? Because it's absolutely brilliant. You know, when you hear... It really is. W- w- when you hear TSO and, of course, the go-tos, it's just a, just on another level. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah, it's nuts, dude. It really is. Well, they, listen, I know for a fact that he had that idea kicking around in his head for a long time. I don't remember exactly what band it was, uh, but they were talking about it, and they were like, we're not doing some stupid Christmas song. And he's like, okay, whatever. You know. And I know that he, in his head, he heard the arrangement. He heard the whole thing. He wanted it to happen, you know? Uh, but it took until whatever reason, like February 1995, you know, for him to be working on the Sava record, The Dead Winter Dead, and he had that track. And um, the, uh, Chris Caffrey was still in the band, the guitar player, but the other guitar player had left, and he was looking for somebody to come in and just, you know, kind of, instead of being a guitar player, almost be like a, um, a composer, a film composer, scoring it, you know? And he called me up and he said, dude, can you just come on in and put ears on this thing with me? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and he put up that song you're playing right now. And we just started piecing it together. And it was a beautiful, powerful moment, you know. And if you recall, if you fast forward to like late November 95 is when it got into the hands of a couple radio stations. And brother, the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, just turn that out for a second. Like, that's now Christmas, I love right? this song. This is my ringtone. <laughs> is it really? This is my ringtone for Christmas, yes. It's it's just, it's part of, it's amazing. Like, people don't think you can start new traditions. This is mm-hmm. now tradition. Yep. You know, TSO is part uh, of of the tradition and stuff. Uh, I've got a, go- a good, I don't know if I've ever told you this Joel Hoekstra story before or not, Al, but this is a good one. So, uh, many, many years ago, uh, again, when he was with Night Ranger, they're out on tour with Journey. And this is when I was in Orlando, and one of my listeners called up the next day where I was recapping the show, and he said that the guitarist for Night Ranger was not playing his instrument. He was, like, lip-syncing his guitar. Oh. You know, and I'm not a musician, so I'm like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the sound guy was still in Orlando, and the rest of the band had already gone to their next gig in New Orleans. So Joel finds the hotline. Never met the guy in my life. 
And he calls up and he's like, hey, you know, it's Joel Hoekstra from Night Ranger. I heard somebody's calling me out on my <laughs> Uh oh. I was like, that's great. Uh-oh. Yeah. That, that, that was so fun. And then I and then I see him uh was my first uh TSO visit and I went backstage and I hunted him down and he remembered it like it was yesterday. So Yeah. Yeah. And Joe is absolutely talking about a guy who doesn't make mistakes and crushes it every time he puts a guitar around his neck. You know, I'll watch him play during rehearsals and go, Ooh, I gotta practice. Yeah, I I don't know how you guys do it because you know, in the let's call it the off season you know, so many of the artists with TSO are working with other artists. You know, I saw Joel with White Snake, and mm-hmm. you know he's got his own stuff that he does, and he's all over the internet. Uh, I'm sure you and the rest of the guys and girls also. So you got to memorize this music, and there's. I'm assuming rehearsal starts way before launch, right? Yeah, no joke. Well, I don't do anything else all year. I haven't done anything in probably, I don't know, 20 years, maybe a little bit longer. Excuse me, this has been like full-time for me. You know, Paul just said, you know, you're my right hand. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to do anything else. But like you said, everybody else, you know, is working year-round. But they all know, by August, cut it out. (laughs) You know, here's a list of songs that we're looking at for this year. Make sure you know everything's stone cold before we get to rehearsals because you're not supposed to be learning material at production rehearsal. We're supposed to execute that material, you know. And for decades now, these people just come in very, very, very well-prepared and ready to hit it. Have you ever had to fire somebody from Trans-Siberian Orchestra because they weren't playing along? Very Grinchmas. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Ebenezer Syndrome, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, listen, let's put it this way. Um, people have joined with us and, and been on tour, and then the next year maybe they're not invited back or maybe they don't want to come back. Maybe it's, it's not for everybody. You know, you have to kind of understand what it is. You know, you got 12 lead singers on that stage who represent different characters of Paul's story. You know, it's not your traditional rock band where, you know, Steven Tyler's downstage center the entire night. This is a different thing. There's a little bit more anonymity involved. There's a little bit more team playing involved. And you got to be okay with being part of a bigger picture because the real star of this show is the story. You know, I'm just proud to help underscore it. So let's call them the ghosts of TSO past. (laughs) Yes. How about that? We call them the ghost of TSO past. They'll know. Uh, uh, before I let you go, uh, another quick question. Uh, any special, you guys use uh, special guests in certain cities. People will pop up. Do you have anybody that has already reached out for this upcoming tour of Trans-Siberian Orchestra and said, Al, you know, I've been asking you for years. I got to get back up there on stage and do something with y'all. Listen, a bunch of people over the years, We've it's been wonderful playing with a lot of my heroes. Uh, unfortunately, you know, COVID decided it was going to kind of undo that for us, you know, three years ago. Mm. And we're still kind of under some sort of, you know, protocols of like just, you know, we're not going out. Outsiders aren't really coming back as of now because this thing's kind of, you know, peaking its head again. Mm. So, you know, I I'd, I'd love that so much. Um, I don't think anything's on the horizon for this year. I mean, listen, I've played shows with the flu, with food poisoning. I, I broke my leg in the middle of a show, kept playing. You know, uh, singers are a little more delicate. If I start losing singers, we're, we got a problem, you know, because I, I can't reschedule a shot. There's no way I'm coming back through town. So executing the show is first and foremost, and anything after that, ah, I'd love to one day. Maybe we'll get back to that soon. I'd like to see Jelly Roll in a Santa costume. No joke. <laughs> Sing and I know he would do it. Sing along. I know he would too. That, that would, would be priceless. <laughs> yeah, that would be badass. So 98 Rock will have tickets here shortly to give out. Uh maybe not today or this week, but I know we'll be giving out tickets for Trans Siberian Orchestra when you guys are in town Friday, December first. 
uh, Golden One Center, two different shows that day, 3 p.m. and 7.30 p.m., and the tickets will be available, uh, or they are available now, trans-siberian.com. I'm sure Ticketmaster and everywhere else where you can get tickets. Uh, the great Al Petrelli. Al, thank you so much. It was good talking to you, and we'll see you here in a couple weeks. I will be there with jingle bells around my neck rooting you guys on once again. I cannot wait to see that, and I can't wait to see my brother. Thanks so much for the time today, everybody. Right. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Man. <laughs> Just when you think you know it all. I don't even think we can have that conversation, right? Why can't we? <laughs> That'd be racist. You can have it. You talk. I'll just agree. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm showing Bailey a picture of one of uh, my friends that he knows formerly, and I'm like, look at him. He looks like Don King right now. I'm basically saying he needs to get a haircut. and But his name is Madison, so is my daughter. So basically, like, Bailey's like, well, I thought you were talking about your daughter. I'm like, no, she got her hair done too. And he and I said, she got braids. And he's like, yeah, but that's her hair. Like, no, it's not. It's braids. It's fake. So I show him a picture of her hair, and he's like, so you mean to tell me every time a black girl has braids, it's fake? I'm like, yeah. Wow. He's like, oh, my God, spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't think I want it. I don't want to live in a world to know that kind of stuff. <laughs> what did you think braids were? Braided hair, like it, dreadlocks. It is braided hair, but it's weave braided into your real hair. That's why it's so long. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought, I thought it was, you know, you put in the work to grow the hair, and then you just decided to braid it. No. That's what I thought. No, if you see somebody with, like, the cornrows going straight back, that could possibly mm. be real. Don't tell me that's fake, But too. some of it is fake, too, yes. Justin Timberlake did that back in the 90s. No, on guys, it's real. It's guys, it's real. Guys, it's real. Okay, guys, it's real. Depends what? on who does their hair. Some stylists seen... will add in extensions. What? Absolutely. Into a guy? Yeah. Okay, now that's. White guys and white girls as well. Well, since we're being honest, mm-hmm. my head, fake. No, it's not. <laughs> So I did see a man with some fake hair when we went and got those wings. He had that good toupee on. Uh, oh, yeah, those are great, especially when they blow up. <laughs> I hadn't seen one of those in years. Uh, Al Petrelli, appreciate him coming on with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You know, it's funny that, you know, when they come to Sacramento, uh, was it December 1st at the Golden One Center or two shows? It's so funny how, like, your tr- TSL, remember when it first kind of came out and it was a thing and it was cool and you listened, and the music was cool, but you didn't talk about it the first couple of years because not everybody was going. But now, I mean, we're talking 20 years, well, give or take, removed, right, mm-hmm. later. It's, it's become a tradition, a holiday tradition. Yes. You know, like you have to go see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's part of, not everybody, but I'm just saying that most people, that's part of their tradition. For Christmas, mm-hmm. absolutely. For Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like we watch the Polar Express the night before Christmas. My dad always has us watch um porn. No, 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 no. Ooh. The the Christmas a Christmas movie or whatever that movie is. A Christmas story. A Christmas story. So it's on the TV on repeat. Yep. So I I've, I've still never seen the entire movie. I just keep seeing pieces of it cuz it's on all day. TBS, the marathon. Yes. They have yes. ownership of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on. That that I think is is a good thing because it's always on, mm-hmm. but it's a bad thing because you pick it up in different spots. <laughs> And that's right? all I've ever done. I, I always pick it up with the dogs. Oh, the name, the Bumpus' re- dogs? Yeah, for whatever reason, it's always tearing up that turkey. That's where I always key back into the show. It's all it's it's funny, like when I, you know, joined my family as a stepfather, but you know, the kids were young, so I got in young enough so the traditions became a family thing. Like the Polar Express, that wasn't a me thing. That was 
That was no. my wife, my daughter, my son. Mm-hmm. They watched the Polar Express. I'm past the Polar Express. Like, if I'm going to put on a Christmas movie, I'm going to put or something, the, the animated Christmas stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Yes. That's kind of like my day. Christmas story, you know, that's cool, too. I love the Grinch, personally, in my house. Grinch? Yeah. A Polar Express was not in my wheelhouse. Right. But I learned to love it. And it's a great movie. It's a great Christmas movie, but we have to watch it. I've never watched that one either. It is a fantastic, and it's part of our tradition. Now, Easter, you know, when I joined up with the the crew, they did not hide their Easter baskets. And that bothered me. I thought every, you know, it's it's funny. I thought everybody did. Mm-mm. No, we don't have the baskets. We just have the eggs. Have the eggs, yeah. The no, baskets no, no. are put out on the table for you when you yep. come out. No. Boom, get your basket. Then you take all your stuff out, no. have your basket to go get the eggs. That's where you put the eggs in. Incorrect. That's wrong. You have an Easter egg hunt where you hide the eggs, yes. Mm-hmm. But you also... The Easter bunny, the night before, hides the basket somewhere in the house. And when the kid wakes up, has to search the house for the Easter basket. Oh, I guess you could have a cool bunny at your house. My mm. bunny didn't do that. No, 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 no. That's not just me. That's everyone. That's I've you, never heard anybody say that. Well, I understand. That. That's why I'm telling you. I'm trying to be nice about this. You're wrong. Mm. I'm you, not saying I'm wrong. You just had a different bunny than me. No, 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 no. I had the same bunny as everybody else. No, you didn't. There's only one bunny. No, there's not one bunny. And he bunny. hops to like one Santa Claus. He goes to everybody's house. <laughs> And you and I didn't have a bunny then. Apparently we did. That my house worked like your house. Okay. Well, I can but understand we that with Nelson. I mean, well. they're probably still looking for their Easter baskets. <laughs> 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 oh, look, we've got some chewed chocolate. Why does my chocolate bar have a bite in it? Mm. Uh, I can't find it anywhere. But that's that's the tradition. That's where you do. You 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 look for the Easter basket. In your house, yes. Yeah, that's what I just. I just, just went to the mantle. That's where it was at. Was Mine was right on the, the dining room table. No, that's the tradition as you do. Hi- no. I'm not getting anywhere with this, but okay. no. no, you're not getting anywhere. I mean, I'm I mean, what's your tooth fairy do? Take your tooth and hide it behind the toilet? Like, what in the world? No, you put it under the pillow. Okay. I mean, that's what a tooth fairy does. That's oh, that the tracks. tradition. Okay. That tracks. Okay, I know that. What's the most you ever got for a tooth? Ten dollars. Ten dollars? What's the most you ever got for a tooth? Like a dollar. Oh, no. My tooth fairy, it would depend. You know, those later teeth, they were pricey. I started pulling teeth out because yeah. Star Wars figures were like three ninety five. It was like one tooth just ain't gonna cut it. No. no. I started pulling teeth out. True story. Yeah. Because I had to get to four dollars. I didn't understand tax at the started time. Started pulling other people's teeth. Yeah, my daughter used to get five dollars. Well, that yeah. So my daughter's tooth fairy. Inflation in the tooth fairy world. Mm-hmm. I remember her mother put like twenty dollars under there. Oh, oh my god! Never got that much. Never got that much. I no. was like, well, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. That's where he made money. Look, look, I'm not a dentist, but I can assume there's going to be a lot of teeth that are going to fall out. <laughs> right. If you do the simple math, that's mm-hmm. real expensive. It sure is. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you who else had a meltdown on a plane and what NFL player was teased live. All right, uh, two big stories from today. Get you that here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. All right, here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Good Guys Heating Cooling.com. Nikki D. Gut. Taylor Swift enters the NFL. 8 7. I thought this was the, no, I don't think this is the right audio. I thought H7 was supposed to be the model kicked off the. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and do that one. <laughs> Call me a bitch again. Call me a bitch again. Yeah, you did nothing wrong. I didn't shut up. No, you shut the f up. You shut the f up. 
So this story is going to explain a woman that was on a flight. They're not sure of the details of where she was going, where she was coming from, but she got into it with some passengers and she was going back and forth with them and said she's Instagram famous. Well, they've since found out that this woman's name is Morgan Osmond. She has almost a million followers on Instagram and they still have no idea what the spat was or why she was kicked off of this plane. Have you noticed that the crazy people are becoming better looking? Yes. I mean, this is the second good-looking woman. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we're being set up by some good-looking woman society. <laughs> I don't know. She, she's kind of funny-looking to me. She was on the Bad Girls Club, so that's where she has her notoriety from. Oh, so she's somebody. I mean, somebody that somebody's going to know. Yeah, if you watch the Bad Girls Club. Well, I did back in the day with Chelsea Handler. I did when Natalie Nunn was on there. Right? Chelsea Handler was... Uh, I don't know the Bad Girls Club. We have, it was on E, I think. Like uh, It was on Oxygen. Well, before Oxygen, I think even existed. It, it was, was on E? I believe so, and Chelsea oh, okay. Handler was on it. It was actually really funny. It was okay. kind of like Impractical Jokers with women, mm -hmm. almost. Okay. And they are really good, and then it got to whatever. But what I'm saying is usually when you see somebody that's crazy, their, their body and their face match their crazy. I think her face matches her crazy. She she looks crazy. Usually her they're lips not, are all puckered. They're not good looking people. Right. The hair's disheveled. There's... Right. You look at look at somebody that breaks the law. The, look at the manhunt guy, right? Not a good looking fella. And he had time to even go to the barber. And he had fourteen days to go get all worked up. He had nothing. You know, so all these crazy people are usually ugly. Yes. Now, not even looking. All right, second story. Uh Taylor Swift enters the NFL, 8-7, or 8-8. floats it up, caught, touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. So the biggest story right now involving the NFL is the rumored relationship between Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Neither one of them have confirmed that they're in a relationship, but in the recent NFL game, he scored a touchdown, and the announcer says... Smash, I'm sorry. He says um, Kelsey finds a blank space for the score, and everybody online goes crazy because he made that reference. And this is the song Nelson's playing. Yeah. That's the hot topic in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift. But he won't answer any interview questions. Well, it was funny because this week it came up more than like five times in different sportsy things that I was watching. <laughs> They just care if Travis – you know, actually, I heard she's dating the quarterback at Georgia Tech. There was a rumor. I was like, wow, that's a – no offense to the quarterback at Georgia Tech, but, like, that would be a good kind of score. a downgrade to that a little bit, don't you think? <laughs> also, isn't that guy like 22? She's 30-something. So, here's the rub on the Travis-Kelsey thing. The Kelsey brothers, Travis and Jason, have just launched a, like, reality show docuseries, The Kelsey's on Hulu. Uh -huh. So, this obviously helps out – with grabbing that audience to watch the show. Mm -hmm. oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee if they did not have that show on Hulu, this would not be a thing and nobody would be talking about it. But it's a thing and people are talking about it. So All it's right. a work. Yeah, it's a work probably. All right. Uh, last minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. Anything on the text machine, get those in. You got something good. If not, roll some credits and get out of here for a Monday. Give us a minute here. Hang on. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Thanks to Kyle. About out the door. Monday Night Football. You get a double header tonight. 
which is cool, I guess. I don't know. I really like just one game. Yeah, but it's nice that it's we're in California. You know what I mean? Yeah, two Monday night football games a lot. And late. Yeah, just to watch one game. I can't watch a game anymore. That's why I'm a red zone guy. Uh-huh. You know, which... You put me onto that. That was really cool when I came over to the Bailey House of Awesomeness for that. That's the first time you've watched Red Zone? Never seen Red Zone before. Have you heard about it? I've heard of Red Zone, but I had I guess I just thought it was recaps and stuff. I didn't realize they were chopping up the games, like going to the active play at whatever game was happening in the moment. Oh, nice. Really? Mm-mm. I had no idea. You might be the only person in America that's not seen Red Zone or know what it is. Yeah, no idea. That's crazy. I'm living under a rock. It's great. You just sit there and you watch the recap of stuff. And, you know, I know YouTube TV is trying to shove down everyone's throat uh, because now they have the Sunday ticket. And I I used to have the Sunday ticket, but, I mean, how many games can you really watch at once? Mm-mm. And so what a lot of people do when they have the Sunday ticket is they'll put up that, you know, that quad box or whatever it is and have all these. So now you've taken your, let's say you have a 65-inch television. Right. And you've just split it up into five or six different small windows right. for you to watch a full football game with commercials uh-huh. when for a fraction of the cost you could have the red zone, and they just go to the game when they're in a scoring situation. You could have told me you invented that, and I would have to be like, whoa, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It might be one of the most, the coolest things ever invented. And the guy that hosted, so they, they have Scott Hansen. He's the last survivor of it. So they took the Scott Hansen version uh, and then there was this other guy, I forget his name, he had huge big ears, he's on the NFL Network, but they both do a really, really good job of like not being so sportsy, Uh huh. and at the end of the day, and what's your take, and <laughs> yes. all those irritating sportsy words, they do a really good job of just doing their job, mm-hmm. and walking you through it, and the guy's like actually humorous, he's funny, he says funny things, uh, so Monday Night Football tonight, I guess tonight, they're going to debut a new Monday Night Football theme, Ooh. which is in the air tonight from Phil Collins. But it's not Phil Collins doing it. It's Chris Stapleton, Snoop Dogg, okay. and Cindy Blackman. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So they have a promo that they've released on Twitter. And, I mean, you can't go wrong with those three. No. For those who aren't familiar with Cindy Blackman, she's a an amazing drummer. She's played with Santana. She's played with a lot of different artists. She's a solo artist. Um She's uh, she's really really good. So she'll be responsible for the do doom do doom do doom. Yeah, she is the do 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 do. <laughs> and then Chris Stapleton sings the in the air tonight. All Snoop Dogg was doing was, was standing there with his arms up. <laughs> <laughs> Get paid, man. But I gotta tell you, Snoop Dogg can do that. Like yeah. all he has it's to just do- cool that he's there. Exactly. That's it. That dude is so cool. He can just sit there and go. Ugh. Yep. And that's his, gonna like it. That's his contribution. Absolutely. 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 And hands down. So that's tonight. Enjoy your football week two of the NFL. Hope you had a good one. Uh, still many, many, many more keywords coming up for the trip to Hawaii, thanks to Disney. Staying at Disney's Alani Resort. We gave out two keywords earlier. There's plenty more to come for the end of the day. Just listen up. When you hear it, go to 98 Rocks uh, website, KRXQ.net. And then rinse and repeat tomorrow. We'll start again, 7 a.m. with a new keyword, 9 a.m. with a new keyword. All right, you got anything before we get out? Yes, Hawaii, take me back. There you go. Nelson? Get you a Bailey. He'll turn you on to new things. There you go. All right. Look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. Give us a like, share, follow, at listen to the BS on social media at The Bailey Show on YouTube. And if all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. 
That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listen.